Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to another fun-filled, stupid edition of the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Joined as always by Matthew his dog walls, and the one-man Super League himself, Ross Twardell. How you doing, Paul? How very dare you? What do you think I am? Some sort of money-grabbing corporate devil? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd get some reference to it because it's pretty much been more interesting than the wrestling this week, and it may be forgotten about by the time the next podcast comes along. <laughs> Complete roller coaster, isn't it? Was it Sunday night when it got released the first time and then sort of two days later it all gone away, kind of, with Chelsea and, well, the six British teams getting pulled out? Uh, wrestling podcast, though. <laughs> so uh, how would we compare this? What wrestling angle compares to the, the European Super League? Um, it, I was trying to think about this the other day. Is it just like the main event mafia, something like that? Uh, Jarrett Abyss and Jeff Hardy getting together as... Team there here and there was misspelled. It's it's sort of comparable to WWE signing all the UK talent uh, exclusive contracts, in a way, a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah, but it's in that in football, everyone went, "No, this is a horrible idea. Let's reject it." And they went, "You know what? You're right." In wrestling, they went, "Come on, come on!" <laughs> they opened the door and everything. And as always, making up the ensemble, hooks personal trainer himself. <laughs> Jack the Jobber. How you doing, Paul? I've got a little bit of a hangover this morning, Matthew. Whoa. My yeah. God. Right, so obviously now we can sit outside pubs again. And I went last night. And unfortunately, I was sat near... Um, it was like... A stu- for people who don't know, there's two universities in Newcastle. So there's quite a lot of students floating about. And it was someone's birthday. And he had all of his mates... It wasn't a group of six. There were several groups of six around a few tables. And there was, they were very, I'm not trying to be an old, you know, an old, an old fart or anything, but they were very loud and stuff. But the most curious thing, there seems to be a new fashion trend because not, not, no less than three of the lads were wearing button up like shirts with football shorts. And I was like, there's no way all three of them can have just come from training or whatever, like, and put on a button up shirt as well, unless it was some kind of like in joke, but a lot of the lads were dressed normally. So I, I got no idea what that one's about. Very strange. Have you ever been out on a, 
like a get together with people for a do or anything and there's been a fashion thing yeah yeah uh, uh, when i was a, a student yeah cool what, what was yours? Not <laughs> um the there was uh well we used to uh we used to go out and pretend to be a sports team from a different college in the town so that we wouldn't get in trouble if anything went wrong. So we'd chant about being from like the Cuthbert's College cricket team and stuff. And then the bar, then we went to Cuthbert's on the bar crawl and they were like, are you on the cricket team? Yeah, that lad's on the cricket team. And I remember one of them, one of my mates going, yeah, we're the B team. We're not very good. And he was like, oh, Sam. so it was very <laughs> stupid. It was really pathetic behavior. <laughs> That's some good logic, though, impersonating a different yeah, team. Oh, we were, yeah, well, so we were Trev's Lawn Tennis. Trev's Lawn Tennis. Trev's Lawn Tennis. And um, Van Milder Orchestra. <laughs> la di da I know. <laughs> what about yourself, Ross? No, not much. We had the, the occasional fancy dress night out when I was a Backstreet Boy one night. Went to Primark and got all white from head to toe. Not like all right, kind of people watch Adam's streams. It's all white, all white clothing from head to toe. Um, but apart from that, I used to just rock a Fred Perry polo, and that would be it because, you know, indie music and, and terrace wear and whatnot over here in the UK. And then you learn a few years later that Proud Boys are a thing, and you can't wear Fred Perry anymore. <laughs> so that was a fun experience. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mate Andy Stagg do uh, encourage everyone to wear dressing gowns. So I went out in my suit with my, my, Star, my Star Wars dressing gown on and we all showed up, all eight of us, and everyone's like, what the hell are they doing? And then they'd have a sip and go, it's a good idea, that. They look, good, they look pretty all right. Which it was for the golf. And then we went to Rise. <laughs> I, think I, lo- I think I lost two stone that night. Good I was God. about to say, did you get in? But they'll let you in with yeah. dressing gowns on. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're looking appropriate for Rise. Only, only the finest look at <laughs> Only the one, proudest of boys come here. One, one week God. I didn't get into Rise because uh, he, I didn't have student ID. And I was like, there's 40-year-old blokes in Rise. Like, what, what's going on? I think Did you just... point the bouncer as you said that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think what happened was he was just like, they didn't have the normal door staff on that week and they brought in new ones who assumed it was a student night and just weren't. And there was a huge queue outside. It was chaos. It's never happened since. That's weird. Mm. You know what's weirder? The fact that we're not talking about wrestling. Mm. In the news this week, Mickey James reveals WWE sent her care package in a garbage bag. On Thursday, James took to social media to reveal that she received a care package of sorts from WWE inside of a big old bin bag. A piece of green tape bearing her first name was affixed the side of it, so he knew it was hers, I guess. Uh, Maria Kanellis then claimed the same thing happened to her upon her release in 2020. And Gail Kim added the procedure has apparently been going on even before she first joined WWE. I never heard of this before. But then, early this morning or late last night, doesn't matter, it's alleged that WWE has fired talent relations director Mark Carano, who was apparently the person responsible for being yeah. bad fever. So. Don't be a petty bastard on these kind of things, Mafu, but I watched Total Diva season one, and there was a certain. Uh, he used to revel in having to fire people, did Mark Carano. And I don't know Ooh. if this was just a gimmick for oh. the show. Because if it is just a gimmick for the show, what a weird stance from that's your real life job <laughs> to take <laughs> on that kind of thing. But he always he had a, a horrible air about him when he would fire or let people go from the performance center and whatnot. And then, yes, I, 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 I loved it when I saw that this morning. I did. I loved it. Do you think it's... <laughs> was, was he... 
Is this because of this? Because I was quite confused. Because they obviously haven't they brought back in John Laurinaitis recently? Triple H was like, uh, with, I had no idea this was going on upon learning about this with Let Go, the guy who was responsible for it. So yeah, I don't know what role he was having. He must have been demoted, obviously, because John Laurinaitis was making the calls for the releases last week. Mm. That's another one, by the way. Stephanie McMahon saying the the new uh, slogan for WWE is now then now forever together. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Is that the name of the greatest hits album? Yeah, it's oh. the lyrics to Blink 182's Always. <laughs> Matthew will. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to imagine his voice. No, wait, no, first date. Then, I was thinking meow, first date. Forever. Let's make this last forever. I was thinking the first date. I got the wrong, wrong Blink song, sorry. sorry. I miss you. All right. Uh, <laughs> Is that Geordie Blink? <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't waste your time on me, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It'll be with Johnny's song, My Love for You Can Fit in a Bin Bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, good news John Lonnais is back in, so we won't see any of these poo house re release. Oh, no, wait, never mind. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, Daniel Bryan shocked many people with his statements regarding the WrestleMania 37 main event and how he felt during it. Quote, it was really bizarre. Just really, really bizarre. I mean, it's been nine days now since it happened and it's taken me time to fully process what the experience was like because it wasn't like a normal thing. It was really weird. I felt very out of body in it. It was so weird. (laughs) It said weird a lot. When I'm wrestling, I feel everything and I feel like I'm really enjoying it. This was weird. It was almost like I felt detached. And it was like I was out there and it was so strange, in fact, that before the match started, I got this really weird feeling. And I was like, oh, no, is this what it's like before you die? Am I going to die? And I was like, huh, well, okay, if that happens, that happens. But it was just a really bizarre feeling. I don't know why or how that happened. It was unlike pretty much anything I've ever felt while wrestling before. He then added, my contract's actually up relatively soon. So I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do in my life. I'm going to be 40 soon. I mean, it's nice and refreshing in a way to hear it be someone so honest and not speaking in WWE speak. But then that stuff comes out of their mouth and you're like, oh, Brian, you all right, mate? I was going to say, when was this interview done? Was it on a certain certain day that took place this week? Because it sounds very much like that kind of talk, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, 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 good one. <laughs> but Wait, I does that have what... a lot of uh, plant shirts? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, just throwing those in the big burner and then just going, and then. What are you doing, Brian? I'm just nibbling on one of my shirts. It's out the back, <laughs> in the back garden, got a barbecue on, but all his shirts just going, inhaling them all. What am I doing here this morning? Anyway, it was weird during that main event, I thought, because it was clear to me that the people inside that arena had not been watching SmackDown. Because if you go back and watch it, Daniel Bryan was getting booed. And if you're watching SmackDown in the build at WrestleMania, there's no way you could be booing Daniel Bryan. Unless you're a very partisan, you know, go on to Florida for Roman Reigns and all that. Yeah. I wanted, uh, I wanted Deep Rider win. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the awkward thing, isn't it? As a storyline, that was perfect with the Brian going, hey, hang on, you, you did me over at the Elimination Chamber and then Edge did me over. I deserve this shot. And then Edge going, oh, yeah. But you forget that one thing. WrestleMania is aimed towards the normal people, you know, those horrible, horrible, disgusting, normal people. Mm. Those I'm Mickey gonna, James I'm... care packages people who come along and go, I remember Edge, and yeah. completely ruin everything. And it also reminds me of something related to this week as well. Um, Kenny Dykstra, 
from the Spirit Squad announced his retirement because he says I'm at the peak of my career, but I'm going to call it quits because I'm actually doing really well stock-wise. And fair play to him. But this situation reminded me, go away, bring it all together, the Spirit Squad were booked for Dub X Dub Tiger League one year. And everyone went, what? Or oh, Vass? And uh, why a Spirit Squad? And the guy, people who run Dub X Dub were very honest about it. It goes, look, we're sick of people, uh, but the fans booing the tag teams. That's the, <laughs> sorry, cheering the tag team supposed to be booing. So we're bringing in a tag team that no one's going to cheer. And the Spirit Squad did all the Spirit Squad stuff, hammed it up, and the crowd were like, das boo. And uh, yeah, this, das boo. sometimes you need that. <laughs> Is that that film about the submarine? Das boo, das boo. Yeah, the Spirit Squad in a submarine, right? Uh, um. I thought you were going to say they were just sort of fed to Walter one by one and he just chopped them down as they ran at him and everyone was buzzing about that. They might well have been. Uh, wrestling got discussed in the House of Commons. By two people. <laughs> yeah, it was a sellout. God. It's like the title wrestling shows they did in 2014. Uh, yeah, it's I Hope... They showed a little bit of it on Twitter and uploaded it. And it was a guy, you know, going, oh, pro wrestling's great, isn't it? Undertaker, SummerSlam, you know, Bulldog, Wembley State, and all this. And you're like, all right. And I hope that there was a lot more to follow because the entire reason for this isn't to do with, ah, oh, Yeah, that wasn't wrestling. the point, yeah. <laughs> uh, remember it was on ITV, ah, oh, good time. Mick McManus, uh, it was like, yeah, we have some proper discussion here. That's one of the issues of Twitter. Sometimes that, that moment's captured in time and makes you think that that's all the guy talked about. But yeah, uh, at least it is getting discussed properly, even if no one showed up to it. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's the same with a lot of important issues in politics, isn't it? A lot of politicians only show up to ones that further their agenda or are big, big talking points on a national scale. So that hopefully good stuff gets done and legislation gets put through and everything, but it was a little bit disappointing to see, but I don't know what we really expected. But at the very least, with a guy being such a big fan, he's like, oh, I'll show up. Yeah. I'll be there. It was a little WF, like Austin 316, (laughs) shirt and everything. Mr. Speaker, what do you think of the Roman Reigns booking on SmackDown these days? Do you imagine he broke out into that? <laughs> Mr. Speaker's like, it doesn't matter what he's uh-huh. And the guy's like, oh, it's very good, yeah. I've it got some bad yeah. no. Oh, dear. And then the Speaker goes, excuse me. This is supposed to be a very serious hearing. Uh, Triple H comments, uh, the WWE NXT has shifted away from the imaginary war narrative. Quote, the promotional opportunity for us is much better for a Tuesday and also then not having to have a narrative where it's just constantly about an imaginary war or this imaginary battle. People could say what they want, but the truth of the matter is you compete against everything. They Doing started it. Sense, apparently. They, they started It's <laughs> well, literally the teenage bully, isn't it? Just starting something and going, yeah. wait, I didn't even want to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It turns out that those Jeep tank things in 98, they can reverse as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the biggest news this week, the revelation. Do you remember TNA Bound for Glory 4? Sting versus Samoa Joe? Okay. Because if you do remember it, you'll remember it for one spot in particular. A spot where Samoa Joe went to the very top of the bleachers, past the crowd, Sting down with the unwashed oh. masses. And Samoa Joe doing... An insane 
that's how you would describe it. Uh, back sent on, dive and drop kick, off the bleachers, down the steps, managing to kind of hit Sting fleetingly, and then crotching himself on a bit of the post. And didn't he also land on steps as it, well? There was no way of oh. landing nicely there, but he, he seemed to do everything to make it as painful as possible for himself. But so many people have said that this is the thing that, like, hindered Samoa Joe's career from then on and the injuries he sustained. Samoa Joe finally took to Twitter, guess he's at the Unleashed, to finally clear it up. Nope, I in fact didn't miss a day of work. I've refrained commenting on this because I've enjoyed how the legend grew over the years and it has been somewhat of a social experiment for me watching it manifest as such absolute truth. Person at his homework, myth busted. Also, it was never supposed to be what it was in the chaos of the crowd. Sting was moved down the steps and what was supposed to be a cool, slightly dangerous flying forearm had to be audibled into that mid-air, much to my surprise. The social experiment started when wrestlers I would meet would bring it up to me as a fact. Some even saying, man, that changed your style up, huh? Which I would agree with, then internally shake my head at how easily the rumour became fact. In <laughs> fact, in this media environment, I tried to debunk things about me because in the battle of truth versus narrative, narrative will always find a way to justify why truth is wrong. Also, it makes it easier for me to suss out who is full of it. Just to clarify, if you were a colleague who asked me about it, I told the truth, even some fans I met at autograph signings, but if you stated it to me as fact, I let you believe what you want, mainly because you didn't have the common courtesy to even see if it was true. Imagine mm. being as blatantly like hard as Samoa Joe and not having to care about what anyone thinks. Like, <laughs> imagine that. Imagine being Samoa Joe. Outrageous. I cannot, Jack. No, no. <laughs> can't. No. Do you remember that promo he did on Heyman when he spoke all quietly? Oh, I want him to do more stuff, even if it's not wrestling. Even if he's just, like, commentating or whatever. Ah, oh, dear me. Yeah. That was the news. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah. Now it's for everyone's favourite segment. Ah, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll do it again. No, 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 ah. no, no. <laughs> the, ah, the fame segment where... Uh, well, it's usually my favourite segment, but I'm not sure this week. In condescending order from last week, Devil Morocco, a.k.a. the guy who is going to have a child soon because yeah. he listened to this podcast and that was enough to get him in the mood. 18%? Shocking. Well, I, need, I need to put something forward to the to the jury here because I obviously put I the one who lists the things on Patreon for the Hall of Fame and whatnot. And I saw a comment. I haven't got it in front of me, so I apologize for forgetting your name. I think it was Jacob somebody. I might be wrong there. Saying I was in the wrong for just listing it as Devil Morocco because people might not understand who it is. And I was thinking, first of all, this is the, the thing that Matthew wanted to be listed as the, the thing on the Patreon. And second of all... Is the Hall of Fame not voted on by people who listen to this? <laughs> well, I'm thinking, yeah. that, this made me think, do people who haven't listened to the podcast that week just see it and just vote for someone anyway? Potentially. Oh, that's weird. I never thought about mm. people just going on Patreon and goes, oh, let's see what we've got. Oh, feedback, okay, yeah. feedback appreciated from all corners because I, was, I just took it for granted that people listened to the podcast and then yeah. went on to Patreon. This is controversial. This is like Eurovision voting. Yes. Yeah, we all voted strategically to support support Denmark. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, shocker. Hey, Devil Morocco, you're in my Hall of Fame, if nothing else. 18%. Uh, Sasha, Bax, Sasha Banks. <laughs> to a, Sasha Banks, 
Fair enough. Adam's horse in Red Dead Redemption 2, 53%. It deserves it. It's taken a lot of punishment, that horse. Democracy just doesn't work. Uh, fantastic. No. Adam's horse in Red Dead Redemption 2, take a bow. Was that you, Jack? It was. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. So now I've got to think of one. Um, oh, God. I wasn't expecting to win, quite honestly. Devil Morocco deserves it. Look at this guy here, Matthew, flexing. No, 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 no. Live <laughs> on the podcast. Sick I'm not. It. Oh, yeah, it was me who did that one. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh. No, no. <laughs> the yawn of the stretch and everything. He has, done, do he, has, he has done the Daniel Bryan on the road to WrestleMania. Here, he's forced <laughs> his way into. He's made a two-way flex, a three-way flex. You're right, Ross. When Jack finally gets the strength to say his pick, we should make like the the crowd at WrestleMania and boo him. <laughs> Go on, Jack. What was your pick? Uh, no, I, really, I'm, I'm under a lot of pressure now because I was going to go for another Twitch-based one, and it's okay. not the most interesting to those who don't watch mine and Owen streams. But we did win the league this week, so I'm going to have to go for the the mighty Cultaholic FC, a fictional football team who's touched so many hearts over the past few months. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Get out! Boo! There's not much more to it than that. We are carrying on, though, into next season. Don't worry about that, everyone. On Wednesdays at 6pm British time. Oh. You joined the boycott, or...? Oh, yeah, we were, we never joined the Super League. Oh. None of that. Might have to at the minute. Everyone else has left. Yeah. <laughs> well, fantastic. I'm happy for you winning the league. Cheers. Uh, you're second place, Ross. You can gun. I'm going to go uh, strategically for Adam Pacitti's haircut and beard trim from this mm. week because I flicked on his Twitch stream. And for the first time in knowing that man for how long has it been? Six years nearly? I thought, foie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most backhanded of compliments. <laughs> it's, a, it's weird. I don't know if it's just because obviously we've not been able to have a haircut over here in the UK since... Well, yeah, my last one was December the 9th. So I guess it was the sort of start of January, maybe, um, since we've been able to have one. And people just getting their haircuts these days. It's just like, oh, never knew your head was quite so nice. Mine's booked in for Sunday, although I doubt it'll have the same effect. But I'm going to go for Adam Pacitti's haircut and beard trim. Mm-hmm. He was looking very sharp. It, very tall at the front this time. The quiff's got a lot of height on it. It was a full-on like wave, wasn't it? Like a, yeah. a pristine Sydney Harbour Bay wave. <laughs> oh. You don't get that's what he asked for, I think. <laughs> you don't get that in the northeast. That's a southern thing. That such precision on the quiff. I feel like that's a slick southern. I think. Are you insinuating he's gone down south just for a haircut? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. But that that would be that would be a video and a half. Actually, yeah. you should do that. He didn't reverse. He went from Barnard Castle to London. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's definitely going to win. So, <laughs> uh, I will stick with my original plan. And it's going to be Samoa Joe's career-ending injury he sustained wrestling sting at Bound mm. for... Did you know this, by the way, that Samoa Joe, he did this dive one time, oh. and that completely changed his career. You know what's okay. fantastic? I'm learning more and more that people skip segments on the podcast. So anyone That's who's skipping right. the, the new segment, there fantastic. There you go, playing a bit with that. Yes, Samoa Joe, that is the exact reason for that. He cracked every bone in his body. He landed 30 feet for a pay-per-view that was ordered by 30 people. 
And he went in the back and goes, lads, if we if we buy if we this many, the, the more people we get, the more I'll dive. And uh, yeah, he hits Sting. And uh, it is insane, though, the dive oh, itself. Man. I'm surprised you guys, like, it's not, like, stuck in your memory like it is mine, but... I've yeah, seen GIFs. I've seen the GIFs. Oh, okay, I've seen it. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, yeah, it's it, it's worth celebrating because Samoa Joe generally hasn't done many crazy dives in his time, being a large Samoan gentleman. Um, I was always surprised we do the dive through the ropes, but mm. in fact, they even went, you know what? Let's do this. Let's show off how great I am, how hard I am by doing a... A running back sent on dropkick. <laughs> and just down avoid, the bleachers onto the steps. Just to avoid controversy, Matthew, what would you like this listed as on the Patreon? Oh. I've got written down here Samoa Joe's injury. Was it bound for glory? That's going to be bad that if you put Samoa Joe's injury, people go, Matthew, you're horrible. Uh, Samoa Joe's crazy dive. Crazy dive. Yes. Crazy. You might type out crazy like that. That's crazy. Crazy dive. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, because one, I thought it'd be pretty, just to show how people could completely change the narrative of things like that. Samoa Joe's right; that's that social experiment Samoa Joe was talking about, all part of it. And two, because not a lot of stuffs happened this week, so that makes sense. I mean, there's a clear winner this week, though. Unfortunately, there is. This is what yeah. you ever play cards against humanity. Yeah, you get a round where you go, "I'm not winning. I'm not beating this." And so you just use some of your naff ones to get some new cards. This yeah. is one of those, and the lovely picks for you this week. If you listen to this podcast, or you don't, apparently, which is funny to me, <laughs> then we have your team. Coldaholic FC. Coldaholic FC winning the... Winning the, oh, what was it? The the northern, like the one below the conference, Conference North. Winning the Conference North. Or the Vanarama National League North, or whatever it's called now. The, yes, good. Coldaholic FC winning the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pachiti's new haircut. And beard trim. And beard trim. Beg your pardon. One would have missed that out. I mean, the haircut alone would have won it. You could have saved that and done the beer cut for next week <laughs> in one as well. And then Samoa Joe's cra- crazy, crazy dive at uh, Glory 4. That's it. Proper. Looking, looking for a tailbone. <laughs> he watched it once and he got, and then he went, I want to watch that back again. Can I get a rewind? <laughs> and Just imagine Samoa Joe with a, 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 a wee bag now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Granny, Wait. let's go for a wee together. <laughs> Come on, Kaz. We'll do after that. Kaz, Kazarian, Kaz, Kez. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm. Cooking on gas now at the very end of the Hall of Fame segment. Uh. Those three picks and those three picks alone are yours to select upon by going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. That says this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! <laughs> I like this. Someone's uh, written down the notes. It says this week in roll-ups. Well, there was a few. There was a few. There was a few. Yes. Start with SmackDown, aka the good one. Roman Heyman and Jey Uso open the show. Roman and Heyman talk about how brilliant Roman is for winning at WrestleMania. Cesaro comes out with a mic. But they just ignore him and walk off. <laughs> it was good. That's yeah. good, that. I like it. You've got but to earn it be acknowledged from the head of the table, lads. I mean, like, come on, what do you expect? Absolutely. And backstage, Cesaro asks Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce for a match against Roman, non-titled if need be. Heyman is later interviewed and calls Cesaro nothing but a joke. He used to be part of he was a team poor, Heyman. 
point. A bit more than that. A bit more than that. He called him a Neanderthal, a knuckle dragger. Uh, What else was there? There was all kinds of stuff. It was... But it all makes sense, though, because, like, as we all know now, Paul Heyman just used Cesaro to keep the name of Brock Lesnar on TV after Brock Lesnar conquered the streak. Oh, is that... Is that... I felt like such a knobhead saying that, but there you go. That's what... (laughs) Now, is, is this... Are they scared of... Is this in kayfabe? Are they scared of Cesaro or are they just arrogant? They are arrogant because they don't believe that Cesaro is worthy of being acknowledged. That's what I took away from the the walk away. Yeah. Mm, Fair enough. And he's never been at that level before, so it makes sense. Because then the fans are like, oh, go on, get him. I feel like there was a disconnect at some point because maybe I missed a segment, but Cesaro wanted this match with Roman. Heyman called him that. And then as we'll see in a little bit, the main event wasn't against Roman, but I don't know if that ever got explained. That was the thought because Roman didn't work, didn't do yeah. the matches on Fridays, does he? He just yeah, does Jay, Jay do all his dirty work for him because he's a no good scoundrel. Mm. Mm. It does make sense. Yeah, because I'm gonna do, I'm not gonna do your dirty work no more. Sorry, uh, Rey Mysterio beats Otis with a six one nine and a crucifix pin. <sighs> Impressive, impressive bumper, delicious from Otis. Yeah. I tell thee. Oh. On the finish. Oh, aye. Yeah, I like the new because Ray doesn't really bust that out, does he? Because I guess it's because he's such a bigger opponent. But also at the same time, what's happened to Otis, and how is he a mid card heel, and what's 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 going on? I know we've what said, I know we say it a lot, but. Chad Gable has turned around the fortunes of Otis. That is the narrative yeah. being pushed on SmackDown these days. Because before this heel turn in the Alpha Academy, Mr. Money in the Bank and WrestleMania 36 show stealer had no success at mm. all, did he? Eh? No. <laughs> oh, they should have put him a tag team before this, to be honest with you. Yeah, it would have worked wonders, wouldn't it? He had a sort of a straight guy to play off with his nonsense. It would have worked well. Right, right. Right to itself. I'm, yeah. I'm fuming. Rey Mysterio and, and Dominic sometimes are becoming like... Mini, um, mini triple, mini mid card triple H's who beat people when you want the other person to win. In my opinion, just imagining a mini triple H now running around. Double H. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, yeah. Ray, Ray comes out with a trowel rather than a shovel. <laughs> yeah. And a shoebox to put his opponent in rather than a coffin. <laughs> Sami Zayn blames Kevin Owens for turning Logan Paul against him. <laughs> turn the wins against us and calls him out for a rematch Owens accepts and wins after Sammy takes a count out loss Owens drags Sammy back to the ring and hits him with a stunner yep I'm alright with this I yep. wonder why it's carrying on because Wrestlemania me. backlash yeah, yeah true do you think they're just going to have a, a rematch maybe with a stip a sexy little stip what am I talking Logan about Logan on a pole <laughs> oh <laughs> oh Logan Paul. <laughs> his name. His uh, his brother knocked out Ben Askren. That was fake, mate, wasn't it, lads? Come no, on, mate. No, I mean, boxing's always suspect in specific places. But you get an entertainment value out of this. But I didn't watch it. I've no interest in watching it of any of the Pauls doing boxing or anything like that. But I saw enough bloody stuff on Twitter. Ben Askren going, ah, there we go. <laughs> well, I, think, I don't. I don't think it was fake. I just think Askren didn't care or train. I think, yeah, the, the, yeah knockout, the knockout blow itself was real because you could see his head wobble when he oh. made contact. But the fact that Askren just sort of walked straight into it, that's where, that's where my issue is. Well, Askren's always had really bad boxing. He's all, he's all about the, the grappling and the wrestling. 
So that's why Jake Paul... So it's a really bizarre thing that Jake Paul's constructed for himself. It's like if one person in the office played golf and none of the rest of us had played golf and then he went around beating all of us at golf and bragged about it. He's beating people who are not boxers at all, whereas he's done some training. So I don't get why it's impressive. Well said, Jack. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If, can but anybody answer for... this in the comments? No, but it's it, obviously, yeah, we know as much about boxing as we do about wrestling. So, but, yeah. Uh, the thing was, it was a massive success. Yeah. A huge success. Triller have now bought Fight TV. What? Because of how successful it was. You have not heard about this? No. Because they, I believe the story, don't quote me on this, but they used Fight TV for some of the services, but then they did so much success, they went, why are we going through Fight TV? Or why can't we just take all the money ourselves? Super League, actually losing out by doing this. Yeah. So this looks like it's going to be continuing. <coughs> The power, so, apparently, I didn't watch the show. I've just seen the clip of the knockout, but apparently it was an absolute shambles, like organisationally. Oh, but like, yeah, yeah I, well, to be honest with you, that was part of something that would entice me if I was inclined because there was a few clips of there. Did Ric Flair show up? They did some of the slap fights. He was cutting promos backstage on people, wasn't he, while they were slapping each other or something? Wow. Not going <laughs> to lie, that, that's kind of interesting. A fever dream, it looked like. Yes. It sounded like they, there was a few boxing matches and then a lot of time to kill until the main event. So there was a lot of music, a lot of like live performances and stuff. So WrestleMania. And then at Snoop Dogg on commentary again, just <laughs> shouting about how he, he put a huge bet on Jake Paul. So when a very important moment's happening in the fight, you can just hear Snoop Dogg going, get my money, Jake! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I had no interest in watching this. Now you told about it, I'm going to have to watch it. True Geordie as well, the jammy Oh, oh, who's he fighting? No, he put no. seven. He put seven grand on Jake Paul. I think it was round uh, first two rounds KO. He put seven grand on him. I know, 40. but he, he bragged about it like he was really clever. But I'm pretty sure that it was quite that Jake Paul was like heavy favorite. And now the true Geordie is cutting promos on Chael Sonnen because Chael Sonnen. I'm keeping up the date. What's with the going kids, on? I'm what is this? Up this the date is... with the kids, me, because Chael Sonnen was speaking about a bald guy he saw on the internet, just speaking about boxing, despite not knowing anything about boxing, which sort of does sound it's like true. true Very true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the true Jordy's like, wait, I think you were speaking about me, and uh, here's why you're wrong. Basically, I, 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 I train boxing, me. I. I feel like we should give a shout out at this point to Tom Ransom, who we used to work with at What Culture. He did uh, the MMA section and shot the wonderful. Orlando documentary when we were over there um, but he's a legitimately very talented guy and st- set up once he left he set up MMA on point and True Jordy sometimes oh. gets him on the round table when they watch the fights live because he's a bit of an expert he knows very much what he's talking about but he's also the calmest so you've got all these lads around the table and True Jordy and them all going go on yike knock him out Connor and then Tom's just sat there going like that was actually a good round for Khabib and it's just like he just goes <laughs> the other and he's Always right, like he's always right. Whereas Jordy's, Jordy's an emotional guy. Bless him. That's what we like about him, though, isn't it? Oh, Peter, love that guy. Yeah, he's great. Even if, he's, even if he's wrong, at least he's showing emotion. It yeah. sounds yeah. like Jack is angling for a celebrity boxing match against the. Oh, go on! <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh my word! I'd, I'd be like, just I'd be a stain on the canvas. Uh, uh, sorry to answer the black. Apparently, Chelsea's taken Jack, and I was going to break your heart. You have to pick someone else. If try to think how much money I'd have to be offered to box True Geordie. Quite quite a bit. Uh, no, no, that I'll go against the the, the tradition, the fine sport of the sweet science of boxing. Because he's a different weight division to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll uh, be the one thing ruining well, it. 
I'd bulk right up, me. I'd get pure massive. Oh, I would. Just and Andy, Andy Ruiz it, man. That's what I would do. You'd what? <laughs> Andy Ruiz it? Andy Ruiz it. Just rock up there, tits out, bosh! <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy. It's just yeah, that, that's yeah. that easy. <laughs> You've just got to want eat, it more. Eat on the way to the ring, just to <laughs> yeah. make sure. Uh, Supported nice by Ginsters pasties. Oh, no, wait, sorry. He's not endorsed by them. Sorry, just seating down the ring. All right, that was cool. a nice deviation from... I like... Sometimes our tangents are good. That was a good one, that. Well, yeah, sometimes I think we need to make it more natural and like we're actually like each other and having a nice conversation naturally rather than this thing happened. Ross, what do you think? And then, we do have to do a bit of that, obviously. Obviously we do. For the yes, people listening, uh, but yeah. It's a thought, though, again, to keep this deviation going. When are we going to be able to go back in the... It's going to be soonish, isn't it? Don't really know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, the, <coughs> excuse me, the government guidelines is the middle of May. Ooh. But in terms of what that is realistically, I've got no idea. So maybe mm. maybe start of June, pencil that in tentatively. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. You know what we should do? We should do the webcam setup, like in different <laughs> parts of the office. And then be like, hey, oh, no, wait. And then like the Jericho countdown, come on. And be like, three, two, one. Oh, we can go meet up. And then just go around the corner and we're actually in the room again. <laughs> It's going to be weird sat there in person. I it quite will. like the Zoom me. I just I don't know what Ooh. it is. Uh, I've got used I'd, to it after a yeah. year. As you can tell. Uh, what else has happened here? Uh, Apollo Crews could a promo formally introduced us to Commander Aziz, formerly known as Dabba... I mean, Burton Maporridge, Dabba Kato. Crews says he would give Big E a rematch tonight for the IC title, but Big E isn't here because he's still recovering from the beating. Mm. He did like a spike, didn't he? Or was it it's like called a... the Nigerian nail, Jack. Yes. Is it actually? It is actually called the Nigerian oh. nail, which is the same as a Samoan spike. Right, okay. Fair enough. Must be alliteration. And I coined, it's like all the Spike Lee characters. I coined the British bum poke on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Matthew loved that one. <laughs> Who doesn't love a British bum poke? Well, eh? that is very true, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I imagine Ross to Adele as the evil foreigner. That's right. I give Biggie a title, right? We should cover him from the British Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca Belair holds her title victory party, hosted by the Street Profits. She motivates the... What? Motivates the M2O. Get the... Oh, sorry. Motivates them to... Oh, there we go. M- them to get the SmackDown. It was like the EST or something. I'm missing out something. Uh, the SmackDown titles back. She also thanks Sasha Banks and says there's nobody she'd rather make history with. Backstage, Sasha is fuming. And elsewhere, Bailey mocks Belair for crying at the start of the WrestleMania match, saying that she probably didn't think she was going to win. Bailey wants to challenge her and take the title. So already in the SmackDown side, we have the idea of Cesaro versus Reigns and Bailey versus Belair for WrestleMania backlash rebound or whatever it's called. So, yeah, looking all right so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's rolling along. It's 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 rolling on the river. SmackDown. Rolling I assume that's a good thing. River. Watch, watch tune, watch in. It's not called rolling on the river, so I always forget where it is when I try to look it up. Mm, Proud Mary. That's it. Mm. The dirty dogs or the top dogs. Yeah, Magal finally said it. He finally said "dirty dogs" at the second time of asking. I made note of that. Bloody hell! That was why, worth mentioning. Why did he keep? Why did he keep doing it? it? There was no sort of joke to it. He just going, "Oh, he has these wrong, the, the wrong name for these lads." I'm just saying the wrong name now. That's just what I do. Yeah. I'm Michael Cole. We've well, got... Cole though, because he's all about the hashtags and the branding stuff. They've never been announced as 
the Dirty Dogs. And the T-shirts aren't available to buy on W.com. <laughs> it's the only two in existence, the ones that they own. So he's like, I'm not going to acknowledge that. Cole's <laughs> got standards. Michael Cole's like Roman Reigns. He's not going to acknowledge folk until they oh, do something. Oh, yes. It's like, nah, Corey can call you that. Oh, that's an interesting <laughs> idea. We should have a heel Michael Cole and see how that pans out. Oh, oh. God. Never <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, we're here. Pat McAfee was fantastic, I thought, on commentary. Oh. Mm. What a breath of fresh air he was. Just stood up there for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> I think he's... it's one of the tag team matches happening. You can just see him in the background, stood up, just having a great time. Yeah. He's one of those people who's just got so much enthusiasm, but it's real. You can tell it's genuine, so it just comes across so well. In defense of Michael, by the way, we've all got little mistakes that we repeat. Like I always, or a lot of the time, I used to anyway, called Dana Brooke, Dana White, just in videos and that, and people would, it would get left in sometimes... And then people would just, John, that's the that's the UFC man. I'm like, I know, I know. Grr. Anyway, yeah. I often uh, make mistakes on this podcast, but no one ever points. I'm joking, of course. Uh, Dirty Dogs retain their tag titles against the Street Profits after a sneaky blind tag allows Ziggler to hit the zigzag on Montez Ford. The tag team title division SmackDown. It's very solid. They have good matches, but there's not a lot happening. I just feel like I've seen the matches that happen about a hundred times before. That's why I'm, they're just sort of. I know it's the same sort of teams going around in a cycle, and I just feel like I've seen it a million times now. But it looks like the Street Profits reclaim season is going all the way through. That's what they call it, is it? I can't remember what they call it. Uh, going all the way through to WrestleMania Backlash, where I assume they will actually do it. I hope they do. I like them, but I like the Dirty Dogs as well. I like them both. So torn. Nia Jax keeps interfering in a singles match between Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Natalia still gets the win when Nia gets up on the apron, forcing Shayna to stop in her tracks and fall victim to a roll-up. Nia goes to attack Natalia afterwards, but Tamina takes her out. Wow, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. I hate how Shayna Baszler is a, in kayfabe and what we see on the storylines and whatnot and on TV. She's a terrible technical wrestler. Like she, she can't, she can't handle reversals, and she can't handle being like out wrestled and out maneuvered and roll ups. And I don't like that. That's a fact in her character because sh- she should be the opposite. <laughs> she is the opposite in real life, and it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. I can forgive it in this instance because she was in there with Natalia Neidhart, so you know of the extended heart family. So she, she, she's you know I can forgive it in this instance. No, I agree completely. But... <laughs> yeah. Remember at WrestleMania when Natalia got ready to do the sharpshooter and she's like, oh no, wait, Cesaro does that now. Oh. <laughs> so she stopped. Yeah, and then she went over on the time. Isn't it yeah. weird how there's a how a move is so over in a place? Do you remember when uh, Trish Stratus set up for the sharpshooter in her last Raw match and the crowd just went, oh, because I think it was in Canada. What, do you think, do you think England should have one? It would just be the running power slam, I guess. Right, okay. Fair enough. Everyone goes mad for the running power slam. Yeah. Oh, no, you, someone goes to Sunset Flip you, and instead you sit down and grab the legs. I mean... Why is that an English one? Because that's how Bulldog beat Bret Hart. Oh, 80,000 fans. Yeah, okay, fair Wembley enough. Wembley Stadium. Yeah, I'm trying to think, what, 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 Ross, you're cleverer than me. What would be a, a, a move we go, all oh, the Brits know that? Uh, a scrap. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Just doing that. You want it? You want it? Yeah. 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 
Uh, I just falls over in yeah. shock. That's a British finishing move right there. The, Do the low drop kick. And, oh, shades of Roy Keane. <laughs> this taunt, just arms out wide. Oh, yeah, uh, that yeah. one. <laughs> From like a street away. <laughs> Two lads on the opposite side of the ring going, hour then, hour then, hour then, hour then. No, no, you come here. No, Do you, you know where here. I'm from? Oh, no, your brother? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm your brother as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cesaro doesn't get his match with Roman Reigns but he does face Jey Uso in the main event he's in control but Seth Rollins attacks from behind and screams that death feud isn't over yeah fantastic uh, I was enjoying the booking I thought oh Cesaro Roman that's fresh and funky and then the Rollins feud's carrying on and I don't know why I do know why because WrestleMania backlash but yeah it would be horrible if Cesaro lost <laughs> with, it would. yeah which might happen. Maybe. Seth doesn't need to get any heat back. He's Seth Rollins. No, he's got an evil new theme. Still got the suit game on point. And that, I, I, I watched him shouting at least three times. I enjoy it when he shouts. Mm. I don't know what it is about it, but I just enjoy listening to that, that, that pitch. If. You know what I mean? Do it again, please. <laughs> Thank you. That's oh, a, a sad one. It's like sad a baby Robin. owl. Uh, and other Seth Rollins shows up on Smackdown I'm like oh yeah you're back I forgot what's your beef with Seth Rollins with Sethy Drifter he's just, he's just very there oh right no now. he's Seth Rollins he comes Rollins. out and goes ah and says a bunch of stuff and there's Doesn't words there but there's nothing there I disagree that's the point though isn't it because he's just full of sugar honey ice and tea baby <laughs> yeah Trying really hard to just tailor the wow. language once again, just to peel the curtain <laughs> back, everybody. Really, is that from? Is that from something? That's yeah, from, I've never uh, heard that before. Uh, what's that band called? Oh God, uh, Bring Me the Horizon. They've got a song, haven't they? Sugar <laughs> honey. But you said it in like a smooth. And tea. You, yeah, you, you said it you said like a smooth wrong. jazz way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had been listening to Boney M this week. Do 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 do. Sugar oh. honey, ice and tea. Do 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 do. I was going to say that's the point of Seth Rollins. He's just he's just full of hot air, so he is. But I like I, I like what he says. He says it with conviction, even though you know it means nothing. My coffee's mm. just kicking in now. I like I like I that. Can I tell agree. Man, oh. <laughs> the ultimate warrior tearing it apart. And you're going to need all that boundless enthusiasm as we go into Monday Night Raw. Drew McIntyre addresses Mace and T-Bar, attacking him last week, accusing them of being aligned with MVP. MVP comes out and strenuously denies this, but Drew is again ambushed by the pair because if you had Mason T-Bar working for you, would you admit it? <laughs> I enjoyed the segment though because both their points of view made sense and it called back to things that happened in the past, which doesn't always happen on Monday Night Raw, so I quite enjoyed that. What, what do you mean both it, their points of view? So... Uh, uh, MVP's point of view made sense in the fact that it could have just been any random locker room member because they harp back to that bit where Drew McIntyre was calling out the entire locker room. Obviously, mm. Drew's point made sense because MVP came out. I know the entire thing doesn't make sense because Retribution always lose to the Hurt Business and then MVP seemingly replaced the Hurt Business with the people they would always... Um, I've got lost here. The people they would always beat, which makes no sense. But I like the, the promo itself made sense, in my opinion. And it was good. Also, Adnan, right at the start of the show, used the word storylines. Can you believe it? Did he? He said storylines are going to develop right at the start of the show. Oh, my word. Probably saying that, Adnan. <laughs> oh, Adnan is to be put in a bin bag and sent to Mickey James. 
Afterwards, Mason T. Bar say they're gonna make Druid. <laughs> Druid I've got extinct. the promo. I've got go the on. promo written down here. Please Th- go ahead. Threats, bugs, birds, porcupines, hedgehogs, snakes, saber-toothed tiger. Hey, up, saber-toothed tiger. That's extinct, right? Gone forever. That's exactly what we're gonna do to Drew McIntyre. They're so crazy, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. What was I all that about? <laughs> Uh, I think I could tell they were going for Wait a minute, I'll do the old Markham and Wise bit. just realised. Ah, what do you think of that promo? Rubbish! Oh, <laughs> classic. Classic. The, the, the people over 70s there who listen to the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, there's more. Uh, Drew demands a handicap match against the former Retribution members. What's the handicap? Uh, retribution. And it gets it later on in the night. He wins by DQ and Mason T-Bar won't stop beating him down the corner. And Braun Strowman makes the save. Choo-choo. This leads to a tag match where Drew is DQ'd for beating down Mace in the corner. Strowman and Drew rip their masks off, revealing that it was Mace and T-Bar all along as they aren't going... It's those blogies of NXT and the Raw commentary team from a few years ago. They're just (laughs) Mace and T-Bar. Yeah, it's very strange. Because they did refer to that on commentary once. It was like, I forget, Mia Yim was definitely there for some reason. They referred to somebody's NXT name. And I can't remember who it was at the time, but it was weird, yeah, how it is just Mason T-Bar, but maskless. Yeah. When I, I realised that the way I wrote that sentence made it sound like Drew and Braun ripped their masks off, their own masks off. Like Mission Impossible. They are Mason T-Bar. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, retribution continues to be terrible. It continues to make me laugh. So if nothing else, thanks, lads. The Viking Raiders beat Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander in a direct rematch, move for move, from last week's Raw. Yeah. Uh, only difference being Adnan calling their finish the Viking Express. So the Viking Experience. Oh. But the Viking Express does sound like a cool 80s tag team. It Everyone, does, yeah, that's good, actually. Everyone must be a train. <laughs> <laughs> That's three now, isn't it? Tamina, Braun, and now the Vikings. Yeah. Everyone's I thought the, a train. the Tamina train was her momentum and her fans. You're one of the Tamina train, surely. I am getting that confused, aren't I? That's not a thing to redo. That's a thing I do on my own. Oh, yeah, I, like, I was like, wait, is Tamina train a real thing? Or just... I don't know. To be fair, you've said it so many times that I, did, I didn't know for a second there. I thought, yeah, it, it is a thing that WWE have done. So is this your thing? My thing's puppets. Ross's thing is trains. <laughs> What's your thing, Jack? Unicorns? Oh, candy yeah. canes? Yeah, why not? One of them. One of those ones. Unicorns. Being lovely. <laughs> we need more unicorns in wrestling. I've always said that. <laughs> That's right. Write that down. I used to do Unicorns of the Week. That's Different right, you did. Years. Yeah. Yes, and then WWE shamelessly ripped it off. <laughs> Charlotte Flair cuts a similar promo to last week about how she's the best and the biggest star in the division. She wasn't aware that the camera was on her at the time. Uh, she's interrupted by both Asuka and Rhea Ripley. Rhea thinks Asuka will beat Charlotte in their match tonight, which makes Charlotte laugh. Ha ha. She reminds Asuka that she was the one who beat her undefeated streak. Asuka is furious. She's fuming and says she'll beat Charlotte tonight. Yep. It's interesting that you say that because I was going to point out that there's a way that Charlotte talks to baby faces when she's the bad guy that makes me really angry. And I don't know if it's her being a great heel or whether it's... I get the sense that she kind of means what she's saying. 
Do you know what I mean? Well, the book and behind it would suggest that, yeah, I, I am this. But you know what it is, Jack? It's the same thing with the Young Books. Charlotte and the Young Books are saying the exact same thing they're saying as Heels of the Art Baby Faces, but now it's like, oh, right, yeah. yeah. You realize like, how unlikable that is. They're just putting stresses on different words in the sentence. And yeah. Well, the books don't even do that. <laughs> That's Charlotte a good should be one stressing. Of the, Charlotte should be one of the books. That'd be interesting. Charlotte Book. Yeah. <laughs> she tarnishes her dad's in- incredible legacy. Jogging to, jog to save knee. Rick. <laughs> Backstage of a trip. <laughs> I forgot about the jog. Oh, so good. Come on, Nick. <laughs> Come on. Oh, wait, I've got any friends. All right, just me then. <laughs> dad's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, the bar's shutting and they need the, they need the bill paying. <laughs> Riddle interrupts a Randy Orton interview backstage. Oh, great. Orton doesn't know who he is, but what? <laughs> Recurring bit of Riddle is him going and going, whoa, dude, and then people going, all right, bye, and just leaving, or not knowing what he is, which is great. Uh, but wants a match against him to teach him a lesson. And then Riddle surprisingly wins by reversing an RKO into a crucifix pin. Another roll up. The late great Rey Mysterio on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in a match where Orton reportedly sustained an injury. I yeah. his shoulder, didn't he? I think when it was he was off a, a scoop power slam when he sort of went down and then came back up and he was like, oof, my arm's a bit hanging off now. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I thought it was, I don't know if this is just me looking into things too much, but the way that Orton kept grabbing Riddle in a headlock and whatnot and going like, this piss is about respect. Do you understand me? It's all about respect. And then Riddle would go, yeah, man, I understand, man. Directly was actually like, you know, cranking it a bit harder than he normally would and teaching that no good young man a lesson. <laughs> uh, if I had a guess, I'd say, I'd say no, because I don't. I think Orton's a bit checked out. I don't think he really cares. I was going to say this, because it looked like he's reaching that part of his career, like Shawn Michaels, where Shawn Michaels just started taking the P-I-double-S out of people, because there were certain mannerisms in that match that Orton was doing where he's just like, like, like he couldn't give a toss about the match itself and the sort of yep <laughs> before he hit the DDT he's just had a middle aged man having a whale of a time isn't he <laughs> have you seen the fan footage of him making his entrance at Wrestlemania pretending no. to slip like Mandy Rose <laughs> <laughs> no he's, he's oh. walking down all slowly in his Randy Orton way and I guess he might wait until because I don't remember it from the night yeah. so I'm guessing the camera like cut away or something and he goes like Oh, just like that, and then just looks at the crowd and goes like, and keeps going. Mm-hmm. Hey, he doesn't care that man. I fully support Randy Orton turning into '97 Shawn Michaels, just doing what he wants and doesn't care. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it's a good match, though. I thought again, Riddle. Riddle is on a roll of good matches on Raw. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, true. I mean, they took the belt off him, so I'm confused what their aims for him are, but. Yeah, it was a good match. It is a strange, tra- to your point, it's a strange trajectory to lose the title and then get your ass whooped by Bobby Lashley the night later and then beat Randy Orton. Very yeah, strange. Very, yeah. very weird. I wonder what's happening. down like Taz's old entrance music in WF. Be, oh. Be, be, what's it called? Oh, Adam Pacitti's entrance music in WCPW. Of course. More people would understand that reference Are you than ready? Taz's WF run. Boom! <laughs> Get up, get up. That's what the that's what Barber said to him when we saw him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Riddle still delivering in ring and with quality matches. Let's hope for his sake he performs the same in the courtroom. Oh. <laughs> Nia and Shayna face Naomi and Lana, but the match is interrupted by Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, who show footage of Nia's can't even read this out of falls last week. Nia chases after them. 
allowing Naomi and Lana to isolate Shayna, who is not good at the technical stuff, and win the match. Backstage, Shayna blames Nia and storms off. Angel Garza, of all people, comes up to Nia and asks what she sees in Reginald. Who we've not seen for weeks. Everyone, everyone fancies Nia. Yes, Enzo fancied Nia. Remember that? That storyline, it just got totally... Or did was it just before Enzo got released, maybe? I think it was just before it got released. So there was so many things... It was like... it's like the season finale of X Files. There's so many unresolved plot lines Vince uh, has got that Enzo s- had because he was so, you know, equality event stuff in the ring was really good. He was carrying so many different divisions. V- Vince and then has he wasn't. Got, Vince has got this. He's clearly got this idea on the back burner. Nia Jack's romance angle and just occasionally tries to bring it out, and then things get in the way. But he always he's desperate to follow through with this. But I don't know what the end game is. Directing Vince McMahon has asked out Nia Jax and she's turned him down. And this is a rib. <laughs> This is a rib from Vince McMahon. <coughs> yeah, maybe. Turn maybe. me down. <laughs> Here's everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, what would so, a date with Vince McMahon be? Oh, can you imagine? Exhilarating. Yeah. Here's the dinosaur skull. <laughs> <laughs> Pal. He just, speaks Pal. He, just, he just speaks in commentary. <laughs> like, what a maneuver. Uh, welcome everyone to a date with me. <laughs> Sets of fireworks inside the restaurant. Soundtracked by Aretha Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Have you heard this room. song? It's from my favorite band, Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't say the name no, of, the, no. of the song without getting demonetized, but you know what it is. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, though, it is weird. I was just got this written down on my notes here. Apparently, on Peacock. Mandy Slip has been edited out of WrestleMania on Peacock. Oh, it's ruined. Yet still, it's it's canon in storyline. So imagine just going back. You've oh. not seen WrestleMania and going back like, what, what are you bloody talking about, like? Well, well, <laughs> on now, this episode, I was going to say, I now think what they've done is they've tried to retcon it so that now it's canon that Nia slipped, but the first slip by Mandy never happened. But I don't know. Uh, right. And also... Analyzing this like it's Game of Thrones. Also, they didn't show Peacock footage of it last last time they did, but this time was the Weed Network footage because mm. it's not on Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? My brain hurts trying to figure this out. But it's naff. It's naffer than the idea of Vince Man going on a date and using words like "Do you have the wherewithal <laughs> to ask for a starter?" <laughs> um, yeah. So this happened. Also, Reginald is uh, off TV for whatever reason. So we have to have someone else be really annoying. So well done, Angel Garza. Oh, I like Angel Garza. I'm sad that he's in this. Yeah. He's a gorgeous, talented man. Hopefully he's not on every single show ever because that was the downfall of, of our pal Reggie. It's uh, Reggie's fantastic, but not getting shoved down your throat every single week. But that's it. He'll be the dude on Raw and then Reggie will be the smack. Oh, there we go. You know what? That's actually all right. Why are we comparing Reginald, who can't move... To the excellent wrestler that is Angel Garza. I'm a bit of an Angel Garza fanboy, I must admit. Yeah, I think we all are. Yeah. Those of us of eyes are. Yeah. But because this is the standard of the women's tag division, where we're now trying to decide if this is a good thing or a bad thing, in a segment based around botches. Right. Let's move on. No, no, we didn't finish. Oh, yeah, oh, we God. did finish reading the segment. Sorry, my apologies. Sorry. I just uh, We need to say as well, why were Mandy and Dana out there when last week they were running away saying it wasn't worth it? Not worth it, mate. Not worth it. They were doing the British fight. Come on. Get my pub. <laughs> it's very confusing, isn't it? 
it's, it is. Yeah, so we should stop staring directly it. at it. It's like <laughs> the sun. You're not supposed to look directly at the women's tag division. Miz's guest on Miz TV is Maurice. Uh, again. Um, they're interrupted by Damien Priest, who's annoyed at the cheap way he lost to Miz and Morrison last week. Maurice offers a priest a match against the Miz, which he accepts. Miz throws champagne in his face and runs away with Maurice. Priest later wins, despite interference from Maurice. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of this Raw apparently was so similar to last week's Raw because there's been another outbreak, allegedly. Or reportedly, I should oh, say. I so, so they couldn't use certain people, apparently. So that might be why a lot of it was very similar. Or my theory is that Vince forgot that last week's Raw happened and this is what it would look like <laughs> if he booked it again, the same show, but just slightly different. Because apparently he did rewrite a lot. It was that that exciting new story that we all love on a Monday. Vince has arrived late. The show is being rewritten as we speak with hours to go. Yeah. That gets my juices going, that. Oh, I love... So is that just, like, a scheduled post every Monday? <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, I genuinely get excited by that new storyline because I'm like, Raw's going to be interesting. There's never One any week. detail to it, isn't there? It's always just Vince McMahon's rocked up late and he's rewritten it, but there's no extra detail. That's what frustrates me. Yeah. Let's have a bit of, bit of razzle-dazzle, news reporters. Yeah. Well, get, some, I, get some juice I, on, not some juice, some tea. Not the juice, ooh. the tea. <laughs> I can only imagine that their sources are not privy to the writing meetings. I don't know. So they see Vince arrive late and burst in. And they just text Dave. They're like, oh, here he is. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what's getting rewritten? <laughs> but I like the idea that they do this every week. So one time, just to break it up and make it mean something, they need to have a news story that comes out and it's, Guess what? Vince saw the script and thought it was mint. And everyone <laughs> is just chilling out for a few hours, getting ready for the big show. Is he back? The big show. Ah. Oh, yo, yo, yo. I tell you, it was clear to me, though, that they just told Miz and Maurice to get out in this segment and just say words. There was no plan whatsoever because I thought, tears were Miz and Maurice segment. This is maybe their worst ever. Because <laughs> it was just, it was just an advert, wasn't it? It was just like, what should we say? What should we say? We have this show here and that show there. But to be fair, Damien Priest, he, he made a fantastic Jake Paul reference because he called the Miz. He said to the Miz, "You're as delusional as Jake Paul thinking he's a real fighter." Baboom! Wabadabah! Yeah, yeah, dummy. Yeah, <laughs> got the old sound effects. Yeah, and it sadly it turns out that. Damien Priest, despite looking exactly like a certain JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character from the manga and po- popular anime with the kids. We JoJo's Bizarre that. Adventure. I was going to say, yeah, I realised something. We've got one important news story. Thank you, Ross. Um, it turns out, no, it was just a tribute to Shawn Michaels. It's like, oh, all right. But speaking of silly anime for children, WWE breaking news last night have announced that, that they're going to be doing anime with Crunchyroll, which is... Now, what's, what's the significance of this, Matthew? I can't wait because it's either going to be amazing or completely awful. So you're going to need to break it down for people like me and <laughs> Ross. So Crunchyroll is—is is it like the big oh, one? One of the big ones, absolutely. Because Crunchyroll, you can get like most parts in the world. Is it like there's a streaming service for right. anime? And there's a lot of really good stuff on there. That's I love Crunchyroll's the. Oh no, I did an interview with them because they asked me like Matthew, you're vaguely famous who admits to watching One Piece. Yes, I'd get. Um, so I did a lovely thing about how great some of the bits are. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Boring people with one so, piece. But so no, w- the people w- who are like, so gone. So WWE are producing the anime themselves and it's being streamed on Crunchyroll or 
they've sought they've, this idea. I don't understand. I didn't check that bit of it. I doubt they're going to be producing it themselves because they're not an animation studio. So okay. I imagine it's look. Let's let's collab. You make this. You can have our trademark names. Right. Blah 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 blah. Let's make this work. How's yeah. a WWE anime gonna look? That's weird. Again, either amazing or oh, that was bad. Have there been anime. a few wrestling animes? The Tiger Mask one for a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, the famous. Obviously, yeah, the original one, yeah, from the eighties. But then, the, um, the yeah, famous, the one that uh, the Big Dog Beat Bop by oh, uh, no. by me by me on the Cultaholic Wrestling YouTube channel. I'll have to yeah, show you this, Matthew. I remember Pro. that one. God, yeah. no, you don't. <laughs> no, yeah, I actually do. They actually, yeah, the intros, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because it was because it's amazing to me because I know what it is, but I'm like that's really well done. But I'm like, does Ross know what this is? I have no no, I had no idea. I just said right. to Richard one day, I want to do like an anime style intro. Can you send me yeah. a, a, an anime mm. sort of title sequence to sort of rip off and turn it into a wrestling thing? So Richard sent me one, and then it just turned to a I think it was like a nine part series. And they said there yeah. nine intros were done in a row up in the the build up to WrestleMania 34. That was 2018, wasn't it? Yeah. From what I can tell, anime fans seem similar to wrestling fans in that nobody hates anime more than anime fans. So yeah. I'm is that yeah. So I'm guessing that when this gets released, it's oh, this is just a guess, but it's gonna be like absolutely critically slated. Because it's probably not gonna be like anime is seen as like high art by a lot of people. There's a lot of anime that's really critically acclaimed. So this isn't surely gonna be received well. In some ways you're right, in other ways not so right. But okay. No, you're doing good though, Jack. This is me trying to sound like a snob. There are a lot of anime where people go, no, 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 I know this is stupid. I'm not watching this think like, oh, wow, W, w anime, that, that's going to be the next Neon Genesis Evangelion or anything like that. It's like, no, it's going to be the W bloody anime. So okay. there's plenty of stuff there where you watch it the same way you sit down and watch, I don't know, Kitchen Nightmares and go, well, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't Down <gasps> Abbey, but I still love it, you know, so. Oh, I think I, I think I was going to mention this on the podcast, but then it was WrestleMania week and Sam replaced me on the podcast. It's just when you said Kitchen Nightmares, have either of you heard or seen a program called This Is My House? Have I mentioned this? No. This Please is my... Us. Is this, this on is, BBC One? Ross, it's your next Hall of Fame nomination, in my opinion. I do, is this the one where... Just sorry if I'm... If, uh, where somebody has... this like five people, maybe... And they're all pretending to own this house. Yeah. But one person actually. Yeah, right. Yeah. You it, won't like be, it. it won't be a Hall of Fame nomination. Wow. I, 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 I wasn't oh. a fan. I've seen one episode and I wasn't a fan. There's a lot of Flow Rider. There's a lot of Welcome to My House in between segments. That might and be yeah, a big reason for it. There's, <laughs> there's four blokes who have to take. Uh, is it Stacey Dooley? Stacey Dooley. Around a house, one by one. Oh no, all together. They're all in there together and they're all like, this is my kitchen counter. And then the other one's like, actually, it's my kitchen. It's bizarre. And then in a separate room somewhere, socially distanced, there's like five celebrities watching it as well going, I reckon it's him. So it's like a mixture of Gogglebox and like uh, like a mystery. It's bizarre. Um, what did they uh, win? What? That's what I want to know. Um, I think maybe it's a cash prize or a holiday. You can do all know. of that effort because the, the prize wasn't made clear to me when I watched my episode. That was my main sticking point. The worst part for me was when they brought in the men one by one in front of this woman who was one of their wives, but the other three had to also pretend that it was their wife. <laughs> so they'd ask, she'd be like, "What was your wedding day like?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, hi, Vanessa, you're right." <laughs> Just like, Absolute. They call her different names as well. <laughs> no, <Hello> Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> but she she's got to sit there and like not react to anything, so she doesn't give away who the husband is. Yeah, it was weird. 
that sounds you know what that's something i wouldn't watch but i'd listen to someone like you talk about it <laughs> just one more i don't want to sidetrack raw too much no but don't worry no one cares but there was one bit where the one of the of the episode i watched one of the men was a like a bit of a um like a very intelligent professor or like lecturer or something and he was like yes well this part of the house was this how this was built in the 1700s or something like that and then this other bloke who wasn't an intellect Kate went actually I think you find it was built in 1761 uh, exactly and I was like how does he know that it was really bad but the one the the stupid one turned out to actually be the owner of the house I couldn't believe it I was fuming you're anyway, fuming it's a weird weird program very weird I sorry sorry about thank that. you for Jack's long story <laughs> back to uh this is my house. Monday Night Raw. Elias is out with Riker to play us a song, <sighs> but he's interrupted by the New Day with Woods on bass guitar. Still able to play the New Day stuff on there as well because he's the most talented man in the world. Elias wins a singles match against Kofi. Because uh, I guess they're the only other proper tag team on Raw. That was sad, that. That was sad that Kofi lost. They're not, though, because you've got the Vikings, you've got Cedric and Shelton, you've got more options than just, you know, Elias getting interrupted and then having a match, which seems to happen every single week. But I tell you what, I, after seeing this, I went on the old Twitter machine and I typed in Xavier Woods' bass guitar, and there's a video of him rocking out, playing some System of a Down. Mm. I don't know if people have seen that. It's fantastic. He's so great. Mm. He's very committed to learning new skills, even as an adult, and I really respect that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I agree with you the way you said it. I know, I don't know. I got very serious there. At the suggestion of Adam Pearce, Sheamus issues an open challenge for the US title. Does a good promo. Do like Sheamus talking right now. Humberto Carrillo answers, but Sheamus beats him down before the match can begin and says he's not worthy. Get in. Good to see you again, Carrillo, mate. Is he still real jacked, brother? Really yeah, he's got, he's got stubble and all sorts. It's, it's, it is, it's exactly like you said, puberty, ever since he's been away. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's why he's not been on TV, because every time they give him the mic, he goes, ah, I'm really looking forward to my <laughs> I like the subversion of the open challenge trope from Seamus, though. That's pretty good. It's a closed challenge, if anything. The thing I love about Seamus these days is the fact that his street clothes, which is what he was wearing, which is, you know, the... I don't know what the get-up's called. You know what I mean? He's got taped fists. But when he's in his wrestling gear, he doesn't have taped fists. (laughs) (laughs) He untapes his fists for a fight. Wow. That's it. Tapes are off. (laughs) Charlotte faces Asuka in the main event and gets her in the figure eight. But Rhea sneaks, sneakily breaks up from the outside because she's been watching all match. Uh... It was a weird match because they had bits where Asker and Charlotte they did a neck breaker on the the apron and both fell down. So they do, both did double down. So Rhea can go ha 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 as he went to break, but even the commentary was like, "Who's doing the move to who there?" <laughs> they both they both hurt themselves. There was a horrible moment when she went for the um, the code breaker, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it looked terrible. Uh, so they're a bit off what the usual standard. But then Charlotte attacks Rhea allowing Asuka to roll her up and get the win. Charlotte beats down the referee to end the show and get herself suspended. Dun-dun-dun. According to all the news with Zen and stuff, uh, it's because she's having dental work done. Well, that ain't true. 
Oh, <laughs> is it not? Oh, you know, gee, what you said to Dave Meltzer on Twitter last night? No, I Ooh, saw a bit of it, but uh, go yeah. to hell, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Dave's just getting open abuse from a lot of wrestlers now. I mean, he, <laughs> or a he, lot of you know, like, he's got away with words, and he? he needs to sort it out, doesn't he? Uh, well, yeah, he, he's yeah, he's not yeah. the most tactful. No. Dave's someone who was perfectly all right with how he operated until he discovered Twitter. Yeah, and that's just done a number on him. Yeah, like like Ben Askren. I think this is on the the clip that was highlighted was from his radio show though, and just yeah, have a bit more self awareness about you, a bit more tact. Yeah, it's weird, but I thought the match was good. I thought it was you know the, the few bits that were hairy, scary here and there, but I thought it was fast. Liquid wrestling with a few brutal spots in between. And I like the fact that Charlotte, after she got rolled up and pinned, did she get rolled up and pinned? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, it was roll up, I think. I like that she, she didn't go like, ah, you got me this time there, Bonnie lad. Ah, I'll get you back next time. I like the fact that she fully cracked. And that's a bit mm. more, a bit of a bit of a different character thing mm. for Charlotte there. Yeah, but when yeah. she comes back, she'll do that. She'll have nice new teeth. So she'll do the, yeah, got me. And like, ding. <laughs> That's a joke, that's a joke. I'm not Dave Meltzer, I'm not Dave Meltzer. <laughs> it's a funny, it's a joke. NXT has a new logo and theme music, courtesy of Poppy. Just take an hour. Yeah. Poppy, take hour. Kyle O'Reilly opens the show and wants to call out Karrion Cross, but is interrupted by Cameron Grimes. Grimes wants to invest in O'Reilly, who isn't amused, and hits him to set up a match later on. Mm-hmm. Now I, I'm confused oh, on, by Kyle O'Reilly. Sorry to cut you thank off. You. No, no, thank you. You get well. what I'm saying. Because he's gone from being the punk lad in the class to sort of like, oof, I've got a boat stored down at the country club and I like to drink cider on it all day because I'm a bit naughty. That's the sort of vibe I was getting from <laughs> Kyle in the opening segment there. Just these, the hat so and Adam the glasses. <laughs> the hat and the glasses and whatnot and the, the cool Kyle. Oh. I, I'm not quite sure about this Kyle O'Reilly, me. Well, was How this goes the, it, fellow kids? Was this, was <laughs> this the um, fellow trust fund kids? Was this the um, the controversial outfit that people were saying he's ripping off Orange Cassidy? Or was that a different outfit? No, it's the same. He came out with the during his entrance. He had the sort of trill. Was it trill B? I kept my hats mixed up. I think Some it was sort a trill, of hat, trill B yeah. and sunglasses and whatnot. And yeah, apparparently you're not allowed to wear a denim jacket now if you're if you're not Orange uh, Cassidy. Which well, is well, strange. Well, Very strange. Well. well it it was the jacket and the sunglasses for me that were a bit of a, I don't know, I I mean I don't know if Orange Cassidy was actually annoying. Probably not. Have you seen him? He doesn't get annoyed at anything. Well, yeah. That's what he, that's what I mean. <laughs> was it one Jim Ross said? Jim Ross had a really good call. Said like, look how relaxed he is. That man's gonna live to be one hundred and forty years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's this. Again, I've not been watching NXT very regularly, but because it's been moved to Tuesdays, I'm like, oh, you know what? I have to do my due diligence for this fantastic podcast that I love so much. Let's watch it. And last time I saw Kyle O'Reilly, he was having that mega death, awesome death view there with Adam Cole. And then he comes out here and he's like, hey, guys. Well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's that WWE thing where they see something that's funny and then they have to punch it right into the faces of everybody until you realise it's funny, but in the way they want it to be funny. Mm. Just let Kyle be Kyle. Don't let, don't try and force Kyle to be funny. Just let him be Kyle, and we know it'll be funny, because this felt very forced to me and very unnatural for him. It's, it's a, he's, tr- he's, he's lost in no man's land, isn't he, I reckon? Just doesn't yeah. quite know what he is. Yeah. yeah, everything Ross said I agree with. LA Knight faces Dexter Loomis. 
And Indy Hartwell shows up at ringside to distract both men. Knight catches Loomis coming back in the ring with a weird snapmare for the win. But then the important bit is Indy tries to kiss Loomis afterwards, but the way drag her to the back. Indy later abandons Candice backstage to look for Loomis. Candice doesn't realize she's alone and aggressively confronts Ember Moon and Shorty Blackheart getting beaten down as I a didn't result. Know, I didn't know how to summarize this segment, but it was very weird. So Candice and Indy are walking along. Indy gets distracted. She sees Loomis off in the distance. She's like, oh, Candice doesn't realize that she's not got backup now. She's still walking down the corridor talking to herself. She bumps into Moon and, and Shotzi and goes, yeah, you think you're tough? Where the way. And then turns around, realizes that Indy's not there and then flips a cup of water into one of, I think, Ember's face and then goes to run. And then the babyface tag champs catch her, drag her into a room and savagely beat her down. <laughs> I was like, whoa, very strange. I think the beatdown was warranted me. Just let them podcast, will you, for goodness sake, Johnny (laughs) Johnny and Candice. Just let Indy and Dexter podcast all night long. Oh, I see, yes. Call back the last week. No, that was fantastic, Ross, (laughs) yes. They should devil Morocco to each other. Yeah. That's it, he's now a verb. I thought you were just using the word podcast as a substitute for anything that might get us... In trouble on YouTube. That became yeah, official oh. Cultaholic Wrestling yeah. Podcast law last week, didn't it? The word yeah. podcast meaning... Yeah, it did. That would Hibidi. be a good way of doing it, though. Oh, shut your podcasting mouth, chat. Yeah. honestly. <laughs> what the podcast is yeah, that? My, oh, my podcast. <laughs> it is sad. Just to peel back the curtain for everybody, we toned back the language completely last week, so there was no flamboyance whatsoever, and the podcast stayed monetized. So we can't say anything anymore ever. <laughs> yeah. So we hope you all enjoyed last week's episode of Play Days, the podcast, because <laughs> that's what we're going from from now just on. Just in case you think we're being a bit weird, we're not. We're just trying to keep our jobs and make a bit of money. Oh, yeah, these guys seem like, what's, what's up with them? What happened to them? They're all Kyle O'Reilly now for some reason. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, um, Frank A. Monet 
interrupts a sit-down interview. I think I've got that right. Between Io Shirai and Beth Phoenix. Shirai is angry. Says that she prefers cats before storming off. Turned heel. Go on. I can't believe it. Go on, no. Face in my eyes. <laughs> Turned heel. Nah. She, then, cats. She, then she doubled down, didn't she, on Twitter by posting a picture with a cat? <laughs> I can't believe it. After bought all those NFTs of Io Shirai. <laughs> Gutted. What is anyway. an NFT? Oh, no. Is it a GIF? Is that no? It's a. Uh, it's, it's the rights uh, to an image, but you don't own the image, but you have to pay a lot for it, and it's uh, it's a load of old podcast, if you ask me, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we at? Frankie Monet, by the way, saying that she used to love, she used to watch Beth Phoenix when she was when a she kid. was a kid. Yeah, very few for followers on Twitter pointed out uh, Beth Phoenix is forty. Uh, Frankie Monet is thirty-seven. But I thought that was the joke. I couldn't tell though because I don't know that well. Okay, I think I think she was just healing it up, but I'm not sure. Oh, fair enough. Then she was what I know. The Grizzlejungfetrons beat Brizango, which is it says is probably the right decision. You bet, yeah. God. Well, yeah. I mean, I like Brizango, but you know, they were dressed up as. Let's see if we know the names. The British guard. So oh, that's not right. Were they beefy? No, that's not what beefy. No, is, not beefy. Does okay. No. Right. The lads who stand outside Buckingham Palace with the fuzzy helmet, <laughs> <laughs> the fuzzy podcast. Americans are going to be sat podcast. there going, "What? They don't know what they are by name? Surely yeah. not. That's yeah. all British people are, aren't they? Just we aspire to be those men in their fluffy hats. I've got no idea what they're called. Oh, I just realised I know what they're called because I, I, like many people, have dared go on YouTube and see what people have done when they've stood in front of them or not got the way, and they yell, "Get out of the way, the King's Guard!" They're the King's Guard. That's no, name. that's a Game of Thrones thing. Surely they can't be called the King's Guard. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, no, I'm think... a Queen's Guard. Yeah, sorry, one of them. No, it might just We're be... We're the king. Oh, he's been dead for years. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're stealing a living. <laughs> I tell you, yes. I've started watching The Crown this week, and I'm, oh. I am hooked. All mm. the way back from the start, I've been watching it. Fantastic scenes. And I, I'm, I'm not a royalist at all. I couldn't give a hoot about the Queen, me. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, is it the... Does it... Is it The Crown where the actor changes? Is it the life of the Queen? Basically, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. still I'm still in the 1950s. Oh. May I've only watched sort of seven episodes, I think, maybe eight. What was the last thing I saw? Apparently, well, I mean, if it wasn't for the concept of royalism, then we wouldn't have a a, nat- a regional identity up here. Apparently, we've based all that around King George, Geordies, because we took his side in the Civil War. But, I never knew that. Oh, I didn't even know that. I think that's where it was from. But then Sunderland, oh. were, Sunderland were parliamentarians and Newcastle were royalists. So there was a big old derby. Oh. <laughs> Good job we got that resolved and we don't like hate yeah. each other or anything like yeah. that. God. I think that's a theory where Geordies came from, but I don't know if it's accurate. I'm not sure. Oh, a game have a look theory. At my, my high oh, school's... Go on, Matthew. Sorry, I realised a few segments ago, Jack, you did just say, oh, I was drinking me water... Have you seen the video that's been shared to me enough times where it's disturbed? It's a TikTok video. What about oh? It's like British people saying that. What about what about oh? Anyway, the grizzled young veterans beat the Queen's Guard. There we go. And I think the grizzled young veterans looked fantastic here. They're the one of the few things on NXT where they look like superstars. I feel. Just the way they deliver their promos, the way they fight in the ring and everything else like that. And maybe I'm biased because I'm British. Well, it would help if James said something once in a while. 
That's the only thing that lets him down for me is the fact he just stands there and says nothing. And why would you when you got Zach Gibson next year? But I think no, you, need, you, need, you need to say something, surely. Come on. Does he need one line? Like He could be the big cast. He could have one thing that he says. What would he say? Because Zach Gibson's out there giving, giving it a, a British, uh, British colloquialism, isn't he? Can't, they can't even say that word right. Colloquialism. Colloquialism. He's saying British to colloq- He's saying British things, so he's like jog on and yeah. yanks and stuff like that. Melt, melt. Yeah. You're a ice cream. <laughs> you should go. You're a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Try to think what what more like a British saying. James Drake could put the put the proverbial bow on top of a grizzled young veteran's promo. After, no, after the match, you should say something like goodbye, like Terra. Yeah, he does it after, right? Toodaloo. <laughs> <laughs> What's a famous... Oh, get the beers oh, out. Someone's no. getting a phone call. He needs to take it, does he? No, I do, I do need to take it. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> James Drake needs to do Craig Charles rhymes at the end of Grizzly oh. Adventure. <coughs> we'll beat you down like a pair of pets. More of that next time. From the Grizzled Young Vets. <laughs> bye bye. No, yeah, that's good, but I prefer him doing some take me out. Hey, let the butcher see the sausages. Wow, wow. I prefer the robot one. I think the robot one's one's fantastic. Oh, okay, I'll show my Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I just like those terrible little things he'd say the segues. Eo prefers cats. Cats have got claws. It's all kicking off on Robot Wars. Bye bye. I love it. I love Craig Charles. Hmm. Sarai wins her debut match. She was signed in February 2020, but obviously with COVID and whatever, she's only been able to show up now. Uh, she beats Zoe Stark, which is surprising, seeing that Zoe Stark just beat Tony Storm at the Takeover pre-show, despite her best win ever. Ta- Stark is then attacked by Tony Storm afterwards until Sarai makes her back off. I don't think it is that weird. Yeah, I thought it, no? it, it puts Sarai, because Zoe Stark's been losing to the rest of the sort of main event recently, hasn't she? So it sort of puts Sarai straight in that upper echelon of the NXT women's division. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> straight in there. Yeah. Kushida uh, issues an open challenge. There we go. For the Cruiserweight title, which Oni Lorcan answers. Kushida wins, but is attacked by Ricardo Del Fantasma after the bell. And MSK run out to make the save. Who who backstage does not like Back to the Future? Because why has Kushida completely changed his gear? Had no shoes. With... Had no shoes on this week, did he? Has he been out with Kyle? Maybe. What was he dressed like again? I don't know. He just got he's just got tights on now, like normal trunks, and then he had no shoes on this week for some reason. Just taped up mm. his little his little feeties. Um, but I was a, a good match with him. Only Lawton's good, isn't he? This, this is groundbreaking stuff on the podcast this week, but only Lawton's a good wrestler. Nobody is class <laughs> Yeah. Get the velocity with which he moves around the ring. I just thought I'd give a bit of... But it's just, it's weird how Kushida's completely changed his look recently. I just don't know. There must, someone backstage had an issue with it, surely. That's how oh. things work in that company, isn't it? Just That's checking right. the... Vincent Mann had never seen back to the, that new film, Back to the Future. <laughs> Sorry, lads, I was just checking the news chat because it was kind of kicking off a while ago. Oh, what's up? Meltzer's reporting that Kalisto was one of the released superstars that complained about his spot. Hmm. Oh. You probably would if you were him, to be fair. Yeah. Apparently, apparently he didn't want to be in the Lucha House party. Fair fair again. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. It's a shame, though, that they did build up to the uh, 
they spent a long time building up to the split, and then it didn't happen. Yeah, and then it, it was such a did. mess, though. Remember Lucha House Rules on Raw? Yeah, I loved it. Like just loved have it. like handicap matches just for the crack. We're allowed three. The revival can only have two. We've yeah. beaten the revival. Ha 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 ha. On the yeah. Robot Wars. It sounded like I was doing a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then losing the last Sullivan 18 times. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> or beating him by DQ <laughs> to get him over. <laughs> Rubbish. Do you know what Kalisto's push was, ha- was happening, though? Oh, with Del so Rio. Now, I always hark back. Yeah, it was Del Rio and there was Ryback. And he, then he beat Braun Strowman, remember, in a, in a bin match. Yeah. <laughs> Got the name for it there, Dumpster in a big match. bin match, and now <laughs> his stuff will be sent to him in a bin. Oh, yeah. circle of life. Rusev <laughs> ended that push with by beating him for the US title, and he cranked right back on the uh, accolade. Oh, I remember that. That was good. Yeah. Fabian Eichner and Marcel. Oh, here we go. It's good news. Bartel face ever rise with Alexander Wolf at ringside. Clean day. You do when you, whenever you do a foreign accent. You don't just slur the words slightly, Matthew. I'm sorry. I'm slurring the words? You've done it for four different accents this podcast so far. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, Fabian Eichner. Mm, Not lovely, that was good. And Marcel Bartel. I don't know how to pronounce that one correctly. Okay. Face Ever Rise. (laughs) Ever Rise. Yeah. Ever Good money. Alexander Wolf. See, I'm doing the W as a V, because I thought that's how you do it. Volkswagen. Yes. Uh, Killian Dane comes out to confront Wolf. There we go. Just checking, Jack. As does Drake Maverick, forcing Dane to carry his partner to the back. Imperium get the win in easy fashion. Yeah. So it's a feud between Dane and Wolf. That's what, because they used to be friends in Sanity, I'm guessing. Has that been mentioned? It's not the Dandy Warhols. said no. The Dandy Warhols. Do you remember them? A long time ago. Go. Oh, we used to, to be, be friends. friends. I forgot that was them. I only remember Bohemian Like You. Ah. Watch you from every car advert ever. That was great. Great song. I didn't enjoy Wade, because obviously Wade Barrett was going to do it, but Wade Barrett comparing Imperium to the, the European Super League of Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Made no, no sense. <laughs> They're from Europe. They're super... I've got it, lads. Yeah. He's seen his gym at home as well. He's got a picture of Winston Churchill on the wall. <laughs> what, really? Yeah. He was it's on his Twitter last night. He's got like, here's my home gym. And it's just got a massive, he's got a Preston North End flag on the wall. And then just a picture of Winston Churchill up above the, 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 the big thing. You forget that, you forget <laughs> that people like Barrett and Regal are actually Northern lads. Because because they're British in WWE, they've had to be like hello. Whereas actually, you forget that all English wrestlers ever are from the northwest, <laughs> yeah. from the peers of Blackpool. The, oh. It's been how many years since Cole said that? I can't really tell. Oh, that and you know, Newcastle is only a three-hour drive to London. <laughs> yeah, that'll be it. That's all people will say. Uh, ooh. My brain switched off then. Moving on, uh, Kyle O'Reilly is stared down by Karrion Cross and Scarlett on his way to the ring for the main event. He beats Cameron Grimes to end the show. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a... Uh, how do I put it? Like a bit of a innocuous ending? It, was a bit, it wasn't the most all-action episode of NXT, was it, really, compared to what we've recently seen? But we need to mention Cameron Grimes' promo where he shouts Ted DiBiase really loudly. It looks like we're going to get Ted DiBiase maybe doing an angle. 
in NXT. What? Because was that for an NFT? Was it was it betting on? Uh, sorry, bidding for an NXT. Uh, all these bloody yeah. things. Bidding for an NFT on NXT, and then Ted DiBiase <laughs> comes in. He's <laughs> <laughs> What's the issue? On Robot Wars. Um, <laughs> it was a good mo- a good match at the end. Like, but yeah, I agree with Jack. It was a bit of an inconsequential episode. I thought as well. It did a big rating. Well. Not as big as AEW, but it's... (laughs) (laughs) We're one again! (laughs) I don't really think that, everybody, but uh, yeah, did a big rating. The battle battle may be over, but the imaginary war is far (laughs) from over, they yelled. (laughs) Yeah, this was all right. There wasn't... I think I'm just going to flick through the bits of NXT I want to watch because there wasn't a lot here that made me want to really watch every week. I'm surprised to hear you say that, Matthew, because you're such a big fan of NXT. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's just there are some characters and some bits you go oh that's good and then the rest of it's like do you know what I, I've recently and I'm not saying that you're at fault for this because things do change and opinions change based on the product changing but I watched out of interest our first ever Culties Awards oh did you and we oh just I just skipped to a certain bit because I wanted to hear us talk about it because NXT won promotion of the year and well, yeah, was we, this? we did this 2018. Oh, 18. 18, I want to say. Have we done yeah, three? Yeah, we've done three, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so we all just go, well, promotion of the year, obviously it's NXT, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what we do. We're all just yeah. like so good. <gasps> Excuse me. So that it did, things did change a little bit, I guess. It has lost its way since then, though. Yeah. Remember 2018 in NXT? Champ and Gargano and all that and... Mm-hmm. Oh, now it is literally just watered down raw by and large isn't it thank you Ross yeah. in that same episode Ross um, Ross nominated Gargano Champa one for the uh, match of the year I nominated Okada Omega from New Japan and it was weird hearing Matthew just immediately side with the Gargano <laughs> he was like yeah oh, it's got to be <laughs> yeah. Gargano and Champa but you're right you're right as well it was fantastic yeah. but see I'm like I'm like Bischoff he's about eight three weeks and goes yeah and it's like say Meltzer gave this match four stars and it was all flipping and flopping He's like, yeah, great. What was the story? What was I invested in? And I'm like, yeah, that's. I'm just gonna steal Bischoff's thoughts there. Gargano Champa had an amazing story, and then they mm-hmm. did the stuff in the ring to get you into it. Now with the Coles and the Garganos and the Champas, it's like move, 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 kick out, kick out, kick out, move, move, move. I'm like, I don't care. There don't are care. exceptions because even sometimes if it works. Obviously, I mean, I, I want to yeah. like it. I want me even waste me time not, watching it otherwise. Even but. if Falter's not got a story, you still want to see him cave in a lad's chest. What's that story that they used to say? Ric Flair and a good knight could get three stars out of a broomstick. I'm sure that's true. Love to see it. But at this point, I'm pretty sure Volta could get four and a half stars out of a broomstick. I want to see Walter in a, um, you know, the Street Fighter 2 stages where in between fights where you beat up a car. I want to see Walter do that. <laughs> to a car. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, this is what I think of you. He's like, no. Yeah. Uh, That'd be great. AEW Dynamite, a.k.a. the best five pounds Tony Khan ever spent. <laughs> Hangman Page opens the show, beating Ricky Starts via submission. Taz distracts Hangman from the commentary table, allowing Hook to take him out from behind. Team Taz beat down Hangman until the Dark Order run out to make the save. It's all about Hook mania. It, Everyone's it, it, yeah, just running it's all wild. about the Hook. And now you book him. It's all about control. Look how big Hook is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Hang on page and Ricky Starks, I like both men. Ricky Starks, bless him, landing right on his neck and covering yeah. it. Then, thankfully, going on Twitter and going, it's all right, I do a lot of DDP yoga, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, he pops up as well. Yeah, he's popping up like Pop a Pirate. Fantastic. I enjoy how he's like shooting McGavin now. I've never noticed in his matches before, but he had lots of like and stuff like that oh, during yeah. his match. Fantastic. But I, I noticed during this match as well that Blood and Guts, I think it was Jim Ross, called it a one match event. Oh my so, God, is it going to last an hour? It's going to, wait, two? two? two. <laughs> oh, oh God, yeah. No way. How are they going to pad that out? I'm obviously, there'll be like a maybe footage of a press conference or something like that, maybe to fill the first half hour. I don't know. But uh, yeah. for him to say a one match event, it's, it sounded like it was deliberate. And hmm. It'd be interesting, that. Maybe it'll all just be like Road 2, Builder. Is there a big sporting event on that night? Maybe that's cut there. To, I don't know. Hmm. We'll have to see. Because if Jim Ross does the Gordon Soli and goes, two rings, one match. Oh, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Penda and Trent have a hard-hitting match. Uh, Spanish commentator Alex Ambra. No, I'm going to mess that up. Abrahades. Oh, I was worried there because I, I, I completely blanked on what his name was. Evil Alex is all Evil Alex. What uh, an helps- evil man. <laughs> evil Alex helps Penta pick up the cheap win. This was... It's weird because they did do some big moves to each other, but Penta, I've watched him for years. He does have this habit. If he doesn't, he can't be bothered. He does have the habit of the, having that finish where he's like, oh no, pile drive in the apron, how crazy. And as soon as he hits that, whoever hits it, if someone hits on him, that guy's winning. If he hits it, the other guy's winning. Oh, really? Yeah. So now I've noticed that over the matches he's won. As soon as he did that, I'm like, ah, oh, cool. So I'm liking the feud. This match was just okay. Alex is very schoolyard, isn't he? I was about Your to say. mama smells. <laughs> oh, why I oughta? It's weird how Alex um, and Alex Marvez, two clearly two massive nerds, but they're incredible, <laughs> incredible badasses on the on the uh, on the AEW. In different ways. Is Marvez? Mar- Marvez is, well, in terms of journalism, nothing, oh, gets, yeah. in the oh, way. Right, right. nothing gets in the way of a good story from Marvez. And then you've got Alex just like laughing at people's faces and whatnot, being a very <laughs> evil man. The two abilities, speaking Spanish and teleporting. <laughs> <laughs> That's still one of my favourite AEW moments ever when Omega had just stolen the belt and Marvez pops up from behind the production truck. Just get a quick word with you there. Thing. It's only ball here. <laughs> JR's a sit down. You know why that is? Because he's a journalist. Yeah. <laughs> and to segue that to something else that we're going to fill out the podcast with. Has anyone else seen these, there's the thing going on on Twitter? I'm not sure if it's an old thing that should be brought back, but it's people telling all the stories of how awkward Scylla Black was. No. The deal, like, she, how, like, there's a photo someone took of her sat at a restaurant and goes, here's my interaction with Scylla Black. She sat at a table I reserved and she refused to move. So I took a photo <laughs> of her looking angry. To be and it was fair. all people co-tweeting going, yeah, um, was it one? She's on a plane and she refused to say hello to the, the crew or anything like that. She was sat first class no. until eventually uh, the personal assistant had to go, oh, hello. This Sorry about that. So not feeling this it. Thing- Apparently, allegedly, one of the people said to her, oh, Scylla Black, I knew you couldn't sing, but I didn't realize you couldn't speak either. <laughs> it's like finding out Lorraine Kelly was a bit of a, a, bit of a, no. a, bit of a podcast as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. So what, the more you know about someone, the less you like them. Oh, I, Lorraine Kelly's. There's been some think, things said about I her. I think Pachitti really liked her. Well, yeah, because he's he's like that. 
It's, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, JR has a sit-down interview with The Pinnacle, and they talk about Jericho being intimidated by Wardlow. MGF compares himself to Jericho at his age and says that he's coming to take Jericho's spot of blood and guts. I did like it when, oh, I'm good for my age, I'm, I'm good for a 25-year-old Jericho. Cool. Uh, when you were 25, you were curtain-jerking WWE Worldwide. I'm main eventing, and I beat you. I thought this was class from everybody who got a chance to talk. Mm-hmm. This made them look credible, make them sound credible. And even Wardlow, I should turn Jericho's uh, stumbling over his words and getting the line wrong into something productive rather than going, ha, ha, let's go rewind that on Peacock and look at it, you messing <laughs> up. So, it was yeah, certainly better than... Team. It was certainly better than the Inner Circles one later on. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've I mean, pushed him down. Yeah, let's have a quick thing there. Painful. Inner Circle cut a promo on the pinnacle. Santana Ortiz, call out FDR. Jericho sings a bit of a weird song about MGF <laughs> where he forgets his words again, and it stops rhyming. Um, Jack Swager says something on the lines of, you'll have to suck something through a straw. Uh, meat, and it's just a step back from the promos they did a few weeks ago. What were we saying? Suck your meat through a straw or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was Some painful. Podcast. There was no, the crowd, there was obviously a live crowd in there, but they didn't react to anything. And that just made it all the more painful. <laughs> I took his head. I flushed it down. It's like, what, what are you doing, Chris? I took yeah. the ratings and I flushed them down. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah, enjoy how, how Jericho is sort of having to compensate for people who might not have watched for a few weeks. Cause he's having to sort of like, hug Tony Schiavone when he gets to the ring. Yeah, I'm a real good guy now. Look at me and Tony, best friends in the world. Then to do that, it was... He could have... If he didn't know, he would maybe just assume the inner circle are still heels because it was very much like a, a Jericho clown heel shtick, wasn't it? Trying to be a baby face, but it didn't work whatsoever. He used to be able to do it so well when he was a young man. I feel so feel so bad. It made me feel old, this segment. <laughs> Right, it made me feel really old. We all felt old watching Jericho. <laughs> the first Jericho I remember was like popular, heartthrob, babyface Jericho in in the Attitude Era. After he made his debut, when he was now a babyface, and he just can't can't really. He's too much of a heel now. He can't really do it anymore. But shoutouts to the to Satana Ortiz picked up the slack. Yeah, they were good, and they made it sound a bit more credible than just you. I flushed it down. You were in the toilet. You've got poo in your hair. <laughs> yeah, great. I gave him a swirly. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, do you remember when Jericho came back and he was cutting that, uh, what was it, like, Rooty Tooty oh, promo? Yes. It reminded me of that because that was, they, they can say what they like, but that was Jericho trying to be a proper baby face there. That, was, that wasn't hitting at a heel turn. And then they saw that didn't get over whatsoever. And then it turned him heel off the back of that. That just felt like that, but happening again. But they can't tell him heel now because he's already been a heel. Oh, sir. <laughs> I think it might not be too long before he's oh. turned heel again out of necessity. Mm. Uh, like Dennis Norton, I'm sure he'll be all right on the night. <laughs> Hikaru Shida retains the title against Tay Conti in a very competitive match, and I was ready for Tay Conti to win the title. Uh, Hikaru Shida, she's good and everything, but it's like, all right, we have something different now. And Tay Conti's had that fiery streak last few last. weeks going, oh, wow, she's way better than I remember her being. This is great. And then, yeah, yeah she'd quite win, but looked all right in defeat. And then, Britt Baker comes out afterwards is like, ah, I'm the one contender. And I'm like, ah. Uh, no, that's all right. right. That's fine. Because Britt will beat Hikaru, I'm guessing. And then Tay I don't Conti think she can... will. Oh, really? Ooh. Oh, this narrative now that Cheetah wants to hold the title until crowds are back. I reckon that's what they'll do. And then when crowds are, are eventually back, the first one back, that'll, that'll be the one where she loses. But I'd, 
obviously, I, I do appreciate Cheetah's wrestling prowess and all that stuff, and she has good matches. But I just I can't find myself getting invested in her because there's no. I need I need a character. Give me Makito. People like mm. that, proper like bona fide characters rather than just good wrestlers. Everyone's a good wrestler these days, apart from right, Jackson so Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> and they stand out so well. He's <laughs> <laughs> playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Well done. Uh, QT Marshall faces Billy Gunn. Oh, Billy Gunn facts up. Billy Gunn facts up. AEW Dark. And uh, wins after interference from Anthony Agogo, who is legally blind. Uh, they look to beat down Billy afterwards, but Dustin Why Rhodes... Why are you throwing that in there for? Because <laughs> I didn't know. I thought it was a fun fact. But Dustin Rhodes runs out to make the save. And would you believe it? Would you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? A Rhodes smashed a wooden chair over someone's head. It has to happen every 20 years. All right. Or your money back. Didn't work, though. You no, shook that's it off. right. I can't believe it. One time, because one... Okay. In 20... 41, it'll happen and it'll actually be effective. But this time, the same way it happened to Big Bubba Rogers, same way it happened to Meng, Nick Comorato shook it off. Isn't it hard to think that Cody's Ben will be 19 or 20 in 2041? Yeah, Cody's daughter could do that in 20 years. Yeah, she'll be the one smashing the the wooden chair (laughs) over an old Tay Conti with a (laughs) warping stick. Like, yeah, lad, Ross, Ross, I'm sick of Tay Conti, me. Over 20 years ago. Can you imagine we're actually still sat here in 20 years doing Cold the Holic? I'll give it it two years, Tops. Uh, And the references are exactly the same. (laughs) Do you remember Robot Wars? (laughs) (laughs) You know, before the world robots running everything. (laughs) It's all been banned now. It's offensive to the robots. That's right. The robots are like, get that sick filth. You have to do a disclaimer every time they show it. Go and look, this was made during the time before robots were allowed. I'm scared of the future. Things are all right now. I don't want better technology. Things are terrible uh, now. Mm, yeah, making well, more terrible in the world. Yeah. Uh, the elite. I've, oh, yeah. speaking of terrible, look at this segue. The elite could have promo in the private trailer, and they talk about how great they are and how big they are. And I think we missed this out last week, but I'm not sure. But I'll say it again. I have to find the tweet, but someone broke down how the young books had fake sneakers on, but the fake sneakers must have cost them a few grand as well. The way that they get them. So I just felt like sharing that. Uh, did a promo. They're all evil and rotten. And like I said before, the young books are bad guys because they're saying exactly the same stuff they said when they were good guys. Yeah. We built this company on the back of our uh, super kicks and ironic posting and blah, blah, blah. And then Moxie and Kingston ram their trailer with a big truck and head inside armed with pipes. And then the elite run away, but then so, it, did, so they, so did they run away? I thought they got the, the, door, the trailer. They the, door, there. the door was open. Yeah, you could see, just in the background. It was confusing. I had to go back and watch it a second time, but you can see there's a door open where they must have escaped. Because it was very, very. Oh. It was, they had a ten second window maybe to get out, and they sort of vanished. Because I always think they must have disappeared into the void where Shaq is. <laughs> 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 but no, Alex. Alex away. appears and goes, "Quick, guys, hold my hand." <laughs> <laughs> it was um. It was very WCW, I found, or very 2002 with Hogan and The Rock, but less less dramatic. It, it, we need more. It made me just, I was looking at Matt and Nick with their, their flamboyant clothes on, and I was thinking, we need more people like The Rock in wrestling. We need less nerds at the top of the cars. And more. <laughs> Ross and is finally, he's no, turning like, <laughs> I want I want wrestling to be cool again, and like, I just want less nerds at the top of the cars. <laughs> 
It's going so like, true. Ha, 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 ha. This would be this would be funny if I put these funny clothes on. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> make me feel make me make make me feel inadequate. I want when I'm watching Roman Reigns, I'm thinking I will never be like you, Roman Reigns. You are everything I am not. Make me feel worthless. But I'm watching the young books and the stupid little clothes with a stupid little hat. I'm thinking, oh, I could do that. <laughs> this would be funny. <laughs> we need less of that. Less of that. More cool people in wrestling. That's what we need. For goodness sake, man. Matthew, this is what happens. This is what happens when someone who's primarily like a football lad and stuff has, has to talk about wrestling for five years, and he finally explodes. He's like, no, it's, no. But it's yeah, it's, that, oh, this, it's too much. Too much, I tell thee. Yeah. Too much. Uh, but you are right the, to extend that, Ross. Was, wait, that was class. That was like that was a beautiful t- soliloquy. That was like hard times. Way. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was like hard times. <laughs> Even better than Foley's rendition of it. No more but, nerds in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. But you are right. The the elite are a bunch of evil nerds. And that's all right when it's Kenny Omega and uh, the Good Brothers. Because it's like, all right, they're the nerds. And then they have oh, Good Brothers aren't join. nerds. They're cool. No, they are. If but they're, they're cool. joining in. They're joining in with it as well. It's like they like to drink beers and whatnot, but they're, ner- they're now nerds as well. Yeah, I guess so. Get Ricky Starks up the top. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. And yeah. Hook. And yeah. Hook. Yes. Yes, <laughs> Ross. I thought, you were, I thought you would turn in the corner and you were going to be like, we just want to see JD Drake versus some other big no, lad in the main event slapping not. me. I just want to see less nerds going like backstage, clearly going, oh, this would be funny if I put this funny hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Ross at a PWG event, <laughs> which is exclusively like inside references and nerd jokes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. No, <laughs> uh, it, this is one of the criticisms of AW right now that they've got all this gang warfare stuff going on. All right, but... What is the top of the card right now? It's this. And it, yeah, the nerds versus Moxley and At least Kingston. Moxley and Kingston aren't nerds. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. So you're pro Moxley and Kingston then, Ross. Way I. All day <laughs> long. It <laughs> just reminded me of, I won't mention who it was, but someone who works for Cultaholic once shared a picture in the group chat of the Undisputed Era all in the ring, all dressed in black t shirts and black jeans, and put, they look like four fans at a meeting cricket. <laughs> That wasn't me, by the way, before. That wasn't wrong. It wasn't anyone on camera. Uh. Christian Cage gets another hard-fought win, <laughs> this time over Powerhouse Hobbs. Two cool lads in the wrestling. <laughs> Two cool Well, one cool lad, one uh, kind of like, you know, Clint Eastwood type. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad, I'm sad. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't mind Christian winning, but the roster's big enough. They could have found someone else. Uh, who would still make Christian look good by beating him, but I wish it wasn't part of Hobbs. Hobbs. I hope it's turned into a storyline, because obviously Hobbs was sure button towards the end of the match, and that's what cost him in the end against the wily old Fox. True. Um, But I I thought Powerhouse, he clobbered him in the back of the head near the start of the match, and I was thinking, you didn't mean to hit him that hard, surely. Not Christian in the back of the head. Take that Mm. one. But he did look good up until the end, but uh, hopefully the the inexperienced things turn into a bit of a season snap or something like that. Hmm. He's a bit of a snack leg. <laughs> the main event sees Jungle Boy challenge Darby Allen for the TNT title. Cool Luchasaurus. Wait, wait, wait. Here we go. <laughs> Luchasaurus. Everyone else has made the same joke, but I've got to say it. Luchasaurus and Sting get into a brawl on the outside. The Battle of the Dinosaurs. Ah, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Darby gets the win. He's eaten down by... E- <laughs> Shut up, phone. Darby Allen does a thing. I'll put this on silent. Now I'm an old man. Here we go. Darby gets the win. Uh, he Ethan does. Page he and, does indeed. 
And then what happens, Matthew? He's beaten down by Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, who have been watching every week, going, cool. hmm. Cool lads. I would say they're, they're closer they're cool. to cool than nerds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ethan Page wasn't wearing socks. So that tells, cool. you, that tells you all you need to know. I wouldn't dare rock a, an ankle out in public. <laughs> hey. Shocking that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, like it's the 1700s. <laughs> you have to wait for that one, boys. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, why why couldn't Luchasaurus beat up Sting? That's what I want to know. That's my main takeaway from that segment. Why couldn't Sting's he just such throw a him? nerd. Why couldn't the dinosaur batter it? No, that yeah, is true. That, Sting's like kayfabe, the strongest guy in AEW. Everyone's terrified of him. And he Crazy. didn't even have his COVID-laced bat to, to, to <laughs> scare them off. That's my theory, that Sting just dips his bat in some COVID and then goes, ha, ha, ha. That's why everyone gets like, like, no, he's got, some of the, he's got some of those old old people things. Like, I'll give you typhoid. At the minute, Ross, right, has been on such good form the past sort of quarter of an hour. Yeah. It's like when a footballer's got three goals already and you think, they're not going to score a fourth. And then they do, you're like, what? Yeah. It's mad. Yes. Ross is on absolute form at the moment. <laughs> He's on a uh, hat trick, but it's a cool hat, not a stupid hat like the nerd hat. I've just got a strong a nerd dis- hat. A strong disdain for the young books, all right, lads. That's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, just fine. don't like them. For anybody listening who obviously identifies as a nerd, as many of us do, Ross isn't saying that we shouldn't be watching and enjoying wrestling. He's saying the wrestlers shouldn't be. Can I just point out that I've been commenting on wrestling for the past five years of my life? For six years of my life, I am a nerd. <laughs> how can you how can you sit here and talk about wrestling and yeah, not be a nerd? I'm just I want You want the wrestlers to remember be the, the aura that the, the aura yeah. that people like the rock had and stuff. Austin. That's, that's gone at the main event Kane. level by and large. Yeah. That's you know The just, only the only nerd back then was Kurt Angle and it worked because he was doing it on purpose. Exactly. And I'm just yeah. thinking about people who aren't wrestling <laughs> fans watching the wrestling, looking at the, the people like the young books and going, Oh, well, I'm not gonna watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that might, be, that might be what they're trying to do, but it's just uh, yeah. I probably I'll probably open a can of worms for me sell there, but uh, I'll fight you all at the beaches. I don't know where I came from That's either. Um, Wait for garage garage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that match at the end was good. I thought the Jungle Boy like he decap- no, it was Derby. He looked like he decapitated, decapitated himself with that crucifix bomb thingy. Mm. But he, mm. he didn't do as all the wrestlers have pointed out. He took that bump safely. Yeah. We haven't. We haven't. Oh, taken you mean bumps. the um, AJW like the leg, thing, yeah, leg yeah, yeah. scissors thing? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so it, there's a lot of good stuff on AW, but I'm at the point now. I'm like, okay, cool. They're in the blood and guts, and there's a lot of gang warfare going on. Blah blah blah. But with the Tay Conti thing and the Jungle Boy thing and Ricky Starks thing, yeah, like, cool. Are they going to have any of these people like move up to the next level? Or are they key- are the nerds? Keeping the cool guys down. No, <laughs> it's a tailor's oldest time. Um, I think that they're just taking it slow. But I think that over the next two years, maybe, we'll see people like M. Jeff's already up there, Jungle Boy, um, who are the Ricky Starks, like all these young. T- in the women's division, to be fair, it's already kind of happening with like Take On and stuff. But I think they're just taking it a bit slowly, hopefully. Um, hopefully, the nerds don't keep them down. <laughs> Imagine if they just become like Triple H. It'd be so funny. Revenge of the nerds. <laughs> anyway, thank you for watching that segment and thank you for the five pounds, Tony Khan. Back with not after that. Not after that. Not after that. Yeah. It's, gone, it's gone next week. <laughs> Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> Let's have a little look in the mailbag. Number one. Hi, lads. 
I've followed all your adventures since the name redacted days, and I've been a Cultaholic fan since day one. Thank you. I write about wrestling for a French sports website, and you guys have been a huge influence on me doing so. Oh. As a humble thank you for all the joy you've brought me over the years, I recently decided that I'd give back to you by joining Cultaholic on Patreon. Yes. Thank you very much. What's the address, Matthew? Oh, I don't know to ask this guy. Uh, Max says it's from patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Well, thank you very much for joining. And yeah, thank, thank you for you. all your kind words. Here's my question. Is there any wrestler you like more than their more successful, beg your pardon, or more popular tag team partner? My favourite wrestler ever is Christian, who despite having an amazing career, isn't as popular as Edge. Also, when I first started watching wrestling in early 2009, all my classmates were massive Jeff Hardy fans. But I've always preferred Matt, and I was delighted to watch him defeat his brother at the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania 25. Which wasn't the 25th anniversary, damn it. Anyway, I'm glad the UK is slowly starting to recover from all the successful lockdowns. Oh, sorry, successive lockdowns. I was say, well, that was some sarcasm <laughs> there. God. Um, some government decisions in France have been understandable, but incredibly frustrating compared to how other countries, including yours, have dealt with the situation lately. Lots of love, Max from France. Thank you very much, Max. Cheers. Yes. Merci um, beaucoup. So the question is, do we prefer any of the Genetis of the world? Yeah. Yes. Mine is Matt Hardy, which is an example he gave already. Hmm. But back in the... Not even when they both became solo, like single stars. Uh, I preferred Matt during the Hardy Boys era because I'd go around to my mate's house. I think I might have told this already, but I'd go around to my mate's house to play SmackDown 2 because it was his house. I was player two. Uh, and he always chose Jeff. And I remember being like, because we'd always be the Hardy Boys because they were cool and we were kids. And I remember being like, can I be Jeff one time? And he was like, no, you don't know how to get up on the top rope to do the Swanton Bomb. And I was like, yeah, well, just tell me the buttons. And he was like, it's too complicated. <laughs> I, was, I believed him because he was a year older than me. So I always had to be Matt. But then that made me like Matt more. So mine's Matt Hardy. Anyone any, anyone else? Ross. Yeah, I guess I guess it counts, but it's a bit of a weird one. Kane in The Brothers of Destruction. Um, <laughs> and on top of that, who was I going to say? I don't know if this one counts either, but... Ever since day one-ish, when the New Day started becoming popular, Big E's been my guy. And I've always just assumed that Kofi, if we're going to do a, a, a pecking order of the New Day, by and large, the, jet, the, the masses would go Kofi, then Big E, then Xavier. Is that, is that, is that right on the podcast? I don't know. Um, In terms of Co- title victories, yeah. Kofi's definitely top for me, but yeah. I, the other two fluctuate. Aye, but Big E's been my guy in that one ever since day one. I say, In 2021, I've got Big E above them because... Well, until the uh, Apollo Crews feud kicked in, but yeah, it could still happen. That's but my sure. pick is Bull Buchanan. Oh, Either yes! Of his tag team with Big Boss Man, or when he was in Right to Censor with The Good Father. That's the best show. WrestleMania 2000 show stealer Bull Buchanan. Uh, yeah. Uh, as the chronic row. quote goes, Bull Buchanan stole the show at WrestleMania <laughs> 2000, but. Did you buy the rest of the matches? It was petty theft at best. <laughs> <laughs> He's an unbelievable... I think we're all fans of Bull Buchanan on this podcast. We are. And now me and Tom watch the uh, Call It Classic Smackdown review and we see the step-by-step evolution of him going from, oh, he's a big boss man's replacement for Prince Albert. Mm-hmm. Then he joins Triple H's gang because they need a uh, guy. Then he's right to censor. And yeah, he's... he's He's actually all right in the mic as well. The, the two times he? he's allowed to speak. 
<laughs> we sound like the censor going like, I can't let my children watch the violence and disgust of nature. So, yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I had no idea why he started speaking. So. I had no idea about this. About Bul- I've never heard it before. Southern African, remember? <laughs> was that with um, Carlos? Yeah. Which one was he? Was he Sniper or something? Yeah, he was one of the uh, he was one of the rejected retribution names. <laughs> yeah, they were very retribution names, weren't they? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Paul Buchanan. He was, was B squared as well. Yes, he was. The response, good. of course, is when you hear B two is you sunk my battleship. <laughs> Number two. Hi guys. Hope you're all well. My question is to you all: What is your personal Mount Rushmore of wrestling? Oh. My Mount Rushmore of wrestling includes John Cena. This is the guy. I love watching growing up. He has provided me with some of my favorite feuds ever in wrestling, such as HBK, The Rock, CM Punk, AJ Styles. In an era where wrestling wasn't as cool to be as big as he was and to fill the shoes of the likes of Austin Rock showed how great he truly was. Fair enough. CM Punk. Before seeing CM Punk, I was a standard WWE guy with little interest in anything outside of WWE. This was until the second City Saint appeared on the scene in 0506 as part of the ECW brand. However, it wasn't until he worked with Cena that I fell in love with Punk and realised that there's a great world that exists outside of WWE. Daniel Bryan. He is the greatest wrestler I have ever seen along with Okada, but Bryan specifically introduced me to technical wrestling. And since then, I have not looked back. Seeing how good Bryan was in WWE forced me to look at his work before WWE. I began to watch Ring of Honor and came across iconic feuds against the likes of Nigel McGuinness. Chris Jericho. Jericho is one of my favourites of all time and rounds up my Mount Rushmore because of how much I've loved his gimmicks. From serious and sophisticated suit Jericho, to list Jericho, to painmaker Jericho, to Le Champion Jericho. That's my Liverpoolian accent again. He was an aura and presence, which I just don't see in anyone else in wrestling today. Thank you very much for your time. Hope you have a good day. Uh, Ramzan from Peterborough. Thank, Thank you. Much, and well, well written as well. Yeah. Very good reasons given. Yeah. Very well justified. A lot of nerds on that, Matt Rushmore. A lot of nerds there, right? Yeah, God. Does CM, yeah. Is CM Punk a nerd or cool? Is he the middle of the Venn diagram? Oh, and he's nerds, right slap in the middle. The nerds love him. He's like king of the nerds, but he's not one himself. I don't know. Um, I would say, I know he does the comic books and whatnot, but I would say, no, I'd say, no, he's not a nerd. I mean, just in terms of his character, in terms of me, because sometimes it was. I think the crucial difference is when you're a nerd and you're beating people and winning, you're not really a nerd. Yeah, yeah. But then he, Mount, you know, faced Triple H and then he was a nerd again. Uh, so Mount who you got, Jack? It's hard, isn't it? It's, so it's our personal Mount Rushmore. It's not like when you've got to do like, you know, when you've got to say San Martino, Hogan. Like, it's our personal yeah, your one. Mount Rushmore. All right. Well, uh, I have four favourite wrestlers. Um, since, since watching a lot of wrestling for this job and stuff, I have realised that four wrestlers are the best ones. So here they are then. Uh, Austin, Angle, Eddie Guerrero, and I've forgotten my fourth one, lads. I've forgotten who my fourth one is. Uh, so Austin, Angle, Eddie Guerrero, and... Who was it? I can't believe I've done this. I can't remember who it is. <laughs> Austin, Angle, Eddie... It, when it come, can, can someone else do one? It'll come to me and I'll be... Oh, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Shawn Michaels course but that's obviously they're all a similar era they're all mm. you know that's a, so i don't know if it's because nowadays i'd be for more modern ones you've got to put becky lynch on there for what she's done 
So it's a hard one, isn't it? It's a weird one. But just in terms of as a kid and, and why I enjoyed and stuff, Angelost and Eddie and Sean for me. Yeah. What about yourself, Ross? I'm going to go the route of like, you know, the, the spirit of the Mount Rushmore. Not who my, because my personal Mount Rushmore would be an absolute mess, an absolute joke. I want to guess your, per- Kane. Aye. Yeah. Uh, Rusev. Oh, mate, oh, I don't know now. Oh. Miro, Miro sort of tarnished that now. Uh, Tamina. Tamina, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we still guessing? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, JBL? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go on. Uh, I guess in terms of that one, Kevin Owens would be on there for sure. I identify with Kevin Owens. I don't know why. Probably the big belly. Um, and, Not a nerd. Yeah. 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 Natural talent. Yeah. I like I like to make it clear once again. I'm, I'm I am a nerd. I'm fully aware of that. I'm just I want the wrestlers not to it's be different nerd. kinds of nerds. You're not you're yeah. not your classic Dungeons and Dragons nerd. You're not that. TNT. Wrestling nerd. Yeah, I'm one of them. But I, I, yeah. my, I'm going to go in terms of like influential on the business of professional wrestlers. Okay. So I'm going to go Vinnie Mac because how could he not be there? I'm going to go Terence Belair because even though I don't like him, how can he not be there? I'm going to go Stone Cold Steve Austin because, once again, how can he not be there? And Final Amont, I am going to go for AJ Lee, the unsung hero mm. in the women's Ooh. revolution. If she yes. doesn't, if she doesn't pipe up, none of it happens. Yep, it's very true. Wow, that's uh, beautiful. Uh, and, and she gets so forgotten in that as well. Yeah, I wonder Who, why. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm gonna go with just because people. I'm picking people that I like, and I, that's that's it. That's what we've got to do, isn't it? Mick Foley, okay. that's my favorite of all time. Is From he? comedy to serious. I never knew. I thought your favourite of all time was Brett. Is it close? Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> Pachise is Foley. That's his favourite wrestler of all time. Oh, no. Don't ruin it. Um, <laughs> he like corporate Foley. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, again, the complete package. Bret Hart. I try, yeah. to, try and not say Bret Hart, but who am I kidding? Bret Hart, make everyone look great. But he could be bothered. And he's still miserable and cynical to this day. And I love him for it. Again, the only person to say anything negative about Yokozuna on the documentary about Yokozuna. <laughs> Viva Le Bret. Volta. Oh. Because of obvious reasons. Just, just to represent that lovely spirit of European wrestling before it all died horribly and burned down. Um, yeah. Volta, thank you very much for keeping me excited. And I'm going to pick a fourth. Someone who isn't Walt. Someone who's currently gone. Who isn't Walter? It makes me want to watch WETV every week. I can think of. One oh no! You... you know what? No, screw that. Taz. Okay. Taz from it be again like Foley from being serious. Taz, beat me if you can. The mood is gonna change. Um, to comedy Taz, to manager Taz. Oh, love him. That's good. That's a good Taz. one. Solid Mark Rushmore there. Hook Senior, as they'll call him in a few years' time. Uh, number three. <coughs> Hello, guys. First off, you guys are my favourite part of my Fridays with your wrestling analysis, as well as your always entertaining and random discussions and topics that go right over my head sometimes. Well, you'll love <laughs> this week's episode. Yeah. Rest assured, I still love it all. Thank Thanks you for years much. of fun and amusement. Regarding my question, I had just watched Jack's video on the true story of the Hardcore Championship. 
and I discovered that I shared the exact birth date as the hardcore champion. My question is, do any of you have a birthday where a significant moment in wrestling has occurred? If not, were there any significant uh, significant moments, I should say, in wrestling history that occurred the same year you were born? Thank you, Yaz from New York City. Thank you very much, Yaz. I don't, how if you, you two need to Google, I'll hop in there straight away because on the 2nd of August, oh. 1992, when I popped out of my mother's womb, Ron Simmons won the world title from Vader. Wow, that's a big oh. one. Uh, we need Jen here on this day in wrestling, don't we? Oh, we need to say that as well. I don't know if anyone saw that in the chat last night. I put uh, X-Pac. He's <laughs> I've picked up a banana to emphasize the <laughs> oh, point. Yeah, wow. He's, um, he's debuted a segment on his podcast called This Week in Wrestling. <laughs> he, he goes, yeah, I came up with that. Her. And now, obviously, I'm not going to suggest that Sean Walton watches this podcast, but you know, <laughs> I don't want to say we've cornered the market on This Week in Wrestling, but he might, he might have seen it and then ripped it off. Who knows? I need to first give a quick shout out to Justin Henry because he wrote that uh, video that the, the... What was the person called, sorry, who wrote in? Yaz. Yeah, that Yaz um, mentioned, Justin Henry wrote that, and he does a really good job on those scripts. Makes me sound very clever. There's been nothing on the year that I was born on my birthday, but on other on other years, October the 1st, we've got uh, TNA Impact debuting on Spike, the beginning of the war oh. on my birthday. That's a good one. I like that. <clears throat> so, yes. Yeah, I was looking through Cage Match. Uh <clears throat> Yeah, in WF on Madison, uh, the Madison Square Garden Network. Rick Rude defeated Paul Orndorff. The Glamour Girls defeated the Jumping Bomb Angels. Mm-hmm. That would have been good. What a bad booking decision. <laughs> Strike Force defeated the Heart Foundation. Yay, Brett. Uh, and in the main event, Bam Bam Bigelow defeated King Kong Bundy. Brett Hart, Brett Hart lost a wrestling match on the day you were born. It was all downhill from there, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what happened if they won. So yeah, lots of non-events Matthew's there. Matthew's like seven foot tall. Just like <laughs> dr- you know when Homer's made of gold in the yeah, Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah. So Matthew, do you watch wrestling? No, it's for nerds. <laughs> Ugh, get away from me. Ah, so those were all the fantastic questions received this week in the mailbag. If you have any, or think you can do better than that, oof, then... Put your mouth where your wallet is by going to mailbag at coloholic.com. You don't need to pay to do that. You can just send in emails. I know. You know what? My brain did that thing where you've got to say something, Matthew. Just say whatever. <laughs> say anything. Don't think about it. Put your, put your, put your wallet put where your mouth is. Put your brain where your wallet where your mouth is. <laughs> Does it make any sense? <laughs> Reese's Pieces, the segment's so good, they named a snack after it. Ahoy hoy, lads. After last week's episode, having no Reese's Pieces, damn it, we didn't think I would notice, I thought it would be crazy to go back to a wrestling-related edition of this segment. And it says, what a crazy man I am, I know. (laughs) Mate. After recently watching back Shawn Michaels vs. The Undertaker from WrestleMania 25 and 26, I figured a Reese's Pieces on wrestlers who aren't really alike, who aren't really compared to each other, usually would be fun. Hmm. So strap yourselves in. This is not your ordinary Brett or Sean or Cena or Orton type of deal. The criteria would be in-ring work, influence on the industry, promos, or the cooler attire, whatever you want. Who's okay. less of a nerd? Who's less of a nerd? We'll go Who's Ross. less of a young buck? Yeah, yes, exactly. We'll go Ross, Jack, Mafu, 
Number one, Jericho or Triple H? Triple H. Yeah, Triple H, childhood, and that favourite. Begrudgingly Triple H. Steve Austin or Mr. McMahon, the character? Mr. McMahon, the character? Yeah, Steve Austin. Vinnie Mac. I love Vinnie Mac, me, the character. Life sucks and then you die. <laughs> Everyone's favourite, Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior? He says, I had to include one lose-lose situation. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Terry. Terry's done more, he? Yeah, Hogan was better than Warrior. Yeah, Hogan at least said hello to sick kids. Shawn Michaels or The Undertaker? Taker. Michaels. Undertaker, because The Undertaker didn't screw Bret Hart at Survivor Series for no good reason. <laughs> Mick Foley slash Mankind or Harley Race? Oh, okay. Wow, this is just me showing my age, I think. Mick Foley <laughs> for me. But I fully yeah. understand if you say Harley Race. I'm, I'm the same Foley. I've not really seen enough Harley Race to choose him. And it's Mick Foley. I'm sure if they did podcasts in 83, they'd be saying Harley Race, but uh, no, I'm saying Mick Foley. Sorry, Harley. Do you remember when said one of his favourite wrestlers? <laughs> Luke, Luke, Luke <laughs> so uh, I like George Hackenschmidt. <laughs> the original Sheik. Wrestling has never been better than when he, he was around. In Pachitti's defence, he thought he had to put who with it. He thought it was more of like a, an objective thing rather than your own personal opinion. So it wasn't his actual, but it was just funny seeing Pachitti big fan of Luke <laughs> I watched him as a young lad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Rock or Ric Flair? Flair. <laughs> I'll go for The Rock, but I imagine if I was 10 years young, uh, older, I'd go for Ric Flair all day. I'm picking Flair. Okay. But it's tough. But in fairness, The Rock started with $7 in his wallet, and Ric Flair currently only has $7 in his oh, bank account. Oh. <laughs> Roman Reigns or a table? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess a table's had more influence on the industry, surely. Yeah, got it. In a weird way, I'm going for the... And Roman doesn't deserve this, but I'm going for the table because more moments have been made in wrestling that I remember involving tables than Roman Reigns. That's yeah. a sad thing. Well, KSI never said, I am the Roman Reigns, so I'll go a table. Okay. <laughs> now, here we go. Ross is revving up for this one. The Young Bucks or the Legion of Doom? <laughs> The very opposite. I'll go for the Legion of Doom here. Even though I never witnessed a, a road warrior pop in, in person, obviously. <laughs> I've heard a lot about them, so I'll go for that one. I'm gonna I'm sorry, I'm gonna go for the young bucks. I'm sorry. Sorry everyone. I know. I've I thought Matthew was genuinely gonna say have you not been on this podcast for the past two hours? No, I'm going for the Bucks, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, look at me saying all this about the Young Bucks now, and I love them in PWG, but... Oof, them or Legion of Doom. I'll say Legion of Doom because one of the first things I remember seeing about wrestling was my neighbour having a Legion of Doom shirt. These guys with red pads and things coming out of them. They had, oh, yeah. I, in that Rise... made me want to watch wrestling, but if I saw the Young Bucks as a kid, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> in Rise Once on Halloween, there was two big lads dressed as the Road Warriors, and I asked them for a picture of them pretending to beat me up because I was the jobber, and it was pretty good. Pretty good crack, that. They were huge lads, those Road Warriors, actually. Fair play to them for dressing as them. I mean, you'd have to be, really, to be a Road yeah. Warrior. Yeah, me and you couldn't be the Road Warriors. Nah. We'd have to be the Young Bucks. You'd be the, the pavement. <laughs> yes. The, the pavement <laughs> straddlers. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'd get called that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be the meals they'd eat before the match. Yeah. Uh, Max Moon or Bastion Booger? Oh. Max Moon. Yeah, Max Moon as well. I'll say Max Moon just because the amount of times Powerslam Magazine in a slow month had to respond in their mailbag. Who was Max Moon? <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart or Randy Savage? <sighs> Bret. Oh, Bret. Just. <gasps> I love Randall though. I love Randall Sav. Look down. What's happened? Your t-shirt. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, I thought I was like, I thought you were talking about the notifications. That were, I was getting Slack messages in. Oh, yeah, I am wearing it, but it's very, that's the closest one so far, but it's it's Brett just for me. Burn your shirt. Uh, <laughs> Brett Hart, obviously. <laughs> Goldberg or Ryback? It's a Goldberg. very obvious I know. Yeah. Yeah, Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg. But I'll say this again every time Ryback gets brought up. God, he should have won when he fought CM Punk in Hell in a Cell. This close. Fun. Not that matters now. Did I see on Twitter he was saying, where should I wrestle? And one of the options on Twitter <laughs> was retire. And re- I mean, he just putting cheese out for the rat at that point, really. So obviously everyone voted retire and he wasn't very happy. He must have known that was going to happen. Obviously not, because he was fuming. After was he? Fuming. <laughs> oh, Randy Orton or Hangman Page? It's a weird one. I'll go for Orton at the moment. I'll go for Hangman at the moment. When we're, oh, sat, here in, when we're sat here in 2041, who knows? Um, I, I'm really, really enjoying Hangman. So, And, I, and even though Randy's done more stuff, I'm going to say that I've never been as invested in him as I have in Hangman, so I'll go for Hangman. Yeah, what Jack said. But it's funny... Randy Orton took on Matt Riddle. I haven't seen Matt Riddle in real life, and you go, God, he's massive, just ripped and everything. And then he just showed up next to Randy Orton, and you're like, oh. Yeah, you forget Randy Orton is a big, big lad. He's a big lad. Yeah. And so so handsome. Oh, I hate him. I was watching the WWE uploaded something on the YouTube channel from 2009, I think it was, a tag team match, which had Randy and JBL and somebody else, and... Randy walks out with a championship and back in 09 when he's completely and utterly shredded. I was, goodness me. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Less he's nerds. not a nerd. He's Less not a nerd. nerd. <laughs> Randy Orton in the queue with Roman Reigns. That's what I want in my main event scene. Not the young books and the stupid outfits. Randy Orton making me feel inadequate. Do you know what? I've, I've, <laughs> I think I may have told this one before, but have I told the story about the young books calling a match backstage at WCPW? It's like a Tell it again. Man. Big eight-man tag match, and the Bucks are like calling it because they're the most experienced lads and stuff. And um, they're calling the match like, and then we hit you with this, and then we hit you with that. And it's like, suck it! And it's like, too sweet, bro. And they're just going through it at 100 miles an hour. And you've just got like half the ICW rocks are just like, hey, right, pal, great. That's <laughs> like, oh, this is awkward. Because if it wasn't in a wrestling context, these hard Scottish lads would absolutely hate these enthusiastic Americans. Right. So that sums it up, really. I've heard the story as well that I think Kevin Owens talked about in one of his uh, high spots things where you talk about the young bucks backstage for PWG shows. We're calling it, then we'll do this, then we'll do the super, super uh, do the double super kick, and then do that. Then we'll do a double down because the crowd will be chanting, "This is awesome!" <laughs> so we can break. They, 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 they knew the crowd well. that much. They're but like, they were right. right. They'll, they'll they be chanting, right. "This is awesome!" At that point, they were right though as well. The young mm. bucks did that at ours, and and that and that is what happened. I remember thinking, <laughs> "I'm going to see," and it. I mean, it was true. Yeah. That was the Bullet Club featuring Gabriel Kidd. What a night that was. Yeah. Now he's over there in New Japan. 
He's all shaven-headed and scary, yeah. Yeah, not a nerd. Not a nerd. <laughs> nerd, yeah. That's his gimmick. He comes out and goes, I'm not a nerd, and they don't understand. <laughs> That's like bad news Barrett levels of gimmick that. <laughs> I'm not a nerd. <laughs> Gabriel, not a nerd kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Shango or Willow the Wisp? Oh, my word. Oh, Papa Shango. Uh, Papa Shango. Love me some Papa Shango. X-Pac or Charlotte Flair, the Battle of the Go-Away Heat Seekers? Oh, uh, well, I, I feel that more when I see Charlotte on my screen these days and I ever do X-Pac, so I'll go with Charlotte. Or would I go for X-Pac in that one? Whichever one's the right answer in terms of what I just oh, said yeah, before there. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say I prefer, I don't know what the answer is, but I prefer X-Pac, especially after him being nice to Bailey at WrestleMania. He went against the script. When all of like the when Kevin Nash was like, no high five for you. And X-Pac was like, no, I like genuinely really like you. I was like, yes, X-Pac. Xbox doesn't care now on WTV. It's amazing. Yeah. Because he did that, he named up China yeah. at the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and uh, then at the Hell the Cell live reaction, he was like, what was that, man? <laughs> I don't care if I never get invited back here again. Well, who a DQ and Hell in the Cell. Who would have thought that out of all the Attitude Era and all the, you know, presumably very dodgy stuff that was going on around then, who would have thought that X-Pac would have emerged as quite a wholesome guy, actually? Quite like him. It's, it's nice when you get proper retribution, isn't it? Retribution is the wrong word. No, no join, don't Xbox joined. Breaking news. <laughs> oh, no, here comes the new guy, Handbrake, or the name they give him. But, yeah, no, it, it's great to see him. And his, his dog is mint as well. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Charlotte Flair for the winner of the deck, well, whatever. Kane or Razor Ramon? Okay, mm. Kane all day long. Yeah, Kane as well. But, again, like the Flair Rock one, if I was 10 years young, older, then, yeah. Kane's done so much and provided so much in an insane run in WWE. Razor Ramon was one of the hottest acts in uh, 94, 95, 96, and he just got used to put everybody else over. It's so <laughs> weird. Is he the big? Is he the ultimate answer to the question who was the one person never to win the WWE title who should have won it? But could have. Yeah, him and Ryback. <laughs> Ryback. <laughs> no, I'd say so because, again, you watch those in your houses and everything else that's on the network or Peacock. Sorry, Americans. And you go and watch it and see, hear how over he is. And it's like, okay, cool. Oh, here he is losing to King Mabel. Here he is yeah. losing to this dude. And you're like, okay. Hmm. So who, is the, who are the other ones that people mentioned? Piper. DBRC. Perfect. I don't think Piper perfect. needed it. But yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. But it would be nice to look back and say that Roddy Piper was once WWF champion. Yeah, that's true. Kevin Nash or Seth Rollins? Oh. Big sexy. Seth Rollins? <laughs> I'm going. I'm going for Seth. He was my. He was my guy in 2015. He was my favorite wrestler. Kevin Nash. If not, even if he didn't accomplish anything in wrestling, which he did, all the stuff he's done outside of wrestling, all the shoot interviews, all the interviews, the discussions, and him being him, him being a seven foot hard guy, talking about how cool he is. He's not a nerd. He is definitely not. A, he's one of these people that would agree with Ross because you said wrestling got ruined when they started bringing in guys to write for the wrestlers and the wrestlers that are supposed to come out and talk about how great they are and how hard they are and how many women they've got by people who can't fight and have never had a woman in their life. <laughs> so they've never had a fight or banged a hot Yeah. I don't, I'm not looking myself in with that. That's, <laughs> no, not, no, where yeah, no. that's not where I'm coming from with it, <laughs> for goodness sake. But that was just Kevin. Kevin Nash is woke now. He's woke Kevin Nash. 
<laughs> yeah, he's, he's good on. He's great on Twitter. Anyway, I'd love to get your takes on these pairings. Oh, I hope you enjoyed that. Anyways, thank you for helping me and others to get through our day-to-day lives during lockdown or the... And there's a big, long German word. Ausgangbechachen. It's A-U-S-G-A-N-G-S-B-E-S-C-H-R-A with the... Yeah, I thought maybe Jack would go, oh, I know that word. If I can find it, I'll give it a crack. I'll have a crack at it, as Lindsay Lohan says in the parent trap before the fencing match. I'm stalling while I find the. <laughs> you bring up the parent trap. Yeah. Auskan guess bechrachen. Okay. That translate as what, what insult found... are we saying it in intentionally oh, to people? Auskan beschränkung. Auskan's beschränkung is my best guess. Oh, it's Ausgang... a curfew. Ausgangsbeschränkung is a curfew. According to Google. Why don't they have a shorter word for that, the Germans? Hey. I saw I saw a, a TikTok the other day of the, uh, a fella translating ambulance into different languages. And like French, it was like ambulance. And then Spanish, it was like ambulance or something like that. And then German, I forget what the German word for ambulance is, but it was brutal. Um, <laughs> uh, German word for ambulance. Krakenwagen. <laughs> That's great, that actually. What did someone tell me? And if someone from Germany can confirm this by going to the mailbag, that'd be great. That the Undertaker had a hard time getting over in Germany because the little translation of it was like the office man or the worker. That's <laughs> what they use as the term. Now, I don't know if someone was pulling my leg there or not, but like, so it's it like. Might be. As in, like, he undertakes tasks in the office. Maybe that's how it worked over there, like, rather than, you know, funeral dude that they were going for. But said it's just, yo, office man, he's working hard, he's doing a great undertaking. The intern. (laughs) The jobs body. The intern. That's a thing that Paul Bearer carries. Nice. Lads, this uh, podcast has been one of the top ones recently, like, we've, we've we've been doing well. And here we go. Keep up the great work and don't forget how important you and your commitment to this crazy industry of professional wrestling is to many people all over the globe. Be safe and stay sane. Kevin from Germany. Thank you, Kevin. Dankeschön, Kevin. Aw. What a lovely, lovely Reese's Pieces. And if you have any lovely, lovely Reese's Pieces to send, no matter what language, please send them to mailbagacultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The question. What a big, long, productive, now that certain people on the show don't have the other shows to do and bring all that love on this podcast episode of the podcast we've had this week. And it's just time for a little bit more. And that is the big question, which this week is the hard-hitting question we're all wondering about, and that is, <laughs> who is the coolest WWE wrestler of all time? Not a nerd. That barrel down there, that was scrapple. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's the top, the top, the cream of the crop, if you will, Because <laughs> if anyone knows about cool people, it's us, the yeah. three lads from Cultaholic. So, yeah, I know about being cool. I've seen you at Rise, pal. That's what they say. They go, the only thing cooler than being cool is Jack the Jobber. It's great. Do you know how? <laughs> do you know how intimidating it is when actual cool people come into Rise and everyone's like, oh, it's awful. No, I'm hanging up with my mates and that happens sometimes. It's like, because you see, like, everyone turns and everyone notices. We're there's, genuinely cool. People. Like, oh, oh, no, there's some lads over there. Yeah. Oh, no. 
do we have to um, go? We have to go. Well, then yeah. I started. Then he goes, no, but we look really bad by comparison. Let's move further let's away. Give, let's give them a peace offering. Come on. <laughs> um, coolest rest, coolest WWE superstars, coolest wrestlers. We're looking for yeah. cool people. Because this leads on, if you someone who skips bits of the podcast, and if you are, why? Um, Ross was talking about the fact that there's many times you watch wrestling nowadays and you go, God, there's some nerds here on these shows. <laughs> and we miss the good old days when you watch wrestling and go, oh my God, that that is a cool dude. That is a cool <laughs> wrestler there. I like that. I want to be that dude when I grow up. And I'm still waiting for that to happen for me. But hopefully when I eventually grow up, I want to be that cool dude. So who is your cool dude when you think about cool dudes, Ross? The one that came to my mind straight away when we came up with this fantastic big question was Kevin Nash who, inside of WWE, obviously, was nicknamed Big Daddy Cool because he was just so cool. And then he just he's cool in a different sense because you look at him in shoot interviews and he just exudes all kinds of charisma kit and all that kind of stuff. And then on the old cameo, he exudes a different kind of cool by proving he's quite a nice fella. And he'll, oh. he'll, he'll send you a nice cameo message. I saw a couple shared on Reddit not too long ago. So no matter what kind of cool, maybe apart from being cold, because I assume that Kevin Nash is always hot because of the breathing and whatnot. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. a weird tangent to go on. Um, I, any kind of cool apart from temperature, uh, Kevin Nash is it. That's a, I mean, he's the, he's the big one, isn't he? Yeah. He's, well, he's the big daddy cool. That, that's right. I mean, he, uh, Ross is going for the Magic Mike XL bloke, so that's fine. <laughs> Jack, who have you got? I've got a couple. So The Rock was like the coolest thing ever when you're a kid, because the way he talked and the fact that he was mean to people which was always cool when you're a kid <laughs> like being mean to like Kevin Kelly and stuff for no reason and the guy who he made he's like take that WCW shirt off right now oh good god put that shirt back on and it was just a normal bloke I was like oh uh, he was cool obviously but I've also gone for a more modern one I thought it'd be nice to put a modern one in so I'm gonna go for Becky Lynch she became very cool for a while after starting off doing an Irish jig and being like, what is this? To being the most naive, like, baby face who would just get taken advantage of by Charlotte all the time. And then suddenly just when she, well, it was a heel turn, wasn't it? That actually made her into the man, but everyone loved it. And then she was just like the coolest thing on TV. I remember her promo after something had happened. She might have been away and then came back after a broken nose, maybe. There's that moment. And then there's the, she cut a promo on Ronda Rousey on Raw and said like, Ronnie, like the man was always going to come around. And I was like, oh my God, this is like actually, like she's actually really, really good. So that, uh, Becky Lynch and The Rock for me. Damn, I forgot how cool Becky Lynch was. Yeah. yeah it was, now you're exactly right, Jack. It was a crazy time, wasn't it? Yeah. She's like the hottest thing in all of wrestling. Yeah. Headlined WrestleMania. It was awesome, yeah. I wish that Mania had been two nights. She was the the the, bo- the the girlfriend, sorry, of Seth Rollins, and then Seth Rollins was the boyfriend of of Becky Lynch. That ruined it a bit when they <laughs> rammed that down our throats. Quite a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> she's saving her boyfriend, Seth Rollins. <laughs> Why did they do that? Why did they do that all the time? It didn't didn't Hannah help things the cool. home like that. Cool they hoped, her, they hoped her coolness would rub off on Seth. Yeah, it actually went the other way. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Pi- I think it was a pictures video where Adam just went off on one going, Seth Rollins isn't cool. 
<laughs> do you remember that? Was, I think you might have been on it, Jack. When it was Seth Rollins, I think it might have been up at the build up to WrestleMania yeah. 35, that sort of time when Rollins was the all conquering babyface and whatnot. And Adam was just sat there going, "He's not cool." <laughs> Adam's Adam's like he's got the the sheen of a nerd, but sometimes bits of cool creep out of Adam. Though, have you ever caught him in a mood where he responds to something with big time? You're like, "Are you uh, going to the pub after big time?" Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that before in my life. Well, he never goes to the pub. <laughs> so he's big time, Jay. Is that what you're saying? You'll say something and he'll go like, yeah, big time. <laughs> oh, he's in his big time mood. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Hey, big but fair time. enough. If he's if big you've time. got it, flaunt it, and he's got it. So. Well, his hair and that. Just him in general. Pachiti, yeah. People, people yeah. really like Pachiti. Pachiti's world and we're just living in it. No, Andrew's coming to take his crown. Everyone loves Andrew. Oh, I love Andrew as well. I mean, everyone loves Andrew, obviously. Andrew's our hangman page. I've never known a new presenter get such little negativity. It is insane how much everyone is. It's great. It's fully deserved because he's a lovely lad and he's good at his job. But it's crazy how how unanimous, by positive it's been towards him, which is great. It's crazy, though. Andrew's cool. I don't know why I've just started talking about this. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's it's uh, The Rock, Becky Lynch, and Andrew. So going to go for Richard Tubman for the next one. Oh, <laughs> obviously, yeah. Coolest guy in Coldaholic. He I'll is, take our yeah, word so for it. He makes it cool to holic. That's the reason why I'm not on this list. So Stinking. I'm going to go with The Rock as well, because never mind what he said in the mic and what he, uh, everything else that he said to Kevin Kelly and everybody else. Him coming out, the shades, $5,000 shirt, coming out, his music hitting, and doing nothing. He just comes out and then just does that, gets a microphone. Oh, wait. Crowd of chatting Rocky. Better put that microphone down a bit. <laughs> He'd stand there for two minutes. And that's all he needed to do when he was the best thing. I'm and me old. and my kid, brother, we would chant Rocky at our TV screen turning the crowd. That's how <laughs> I, cool he was. I've just thought of an amazing new series. I need to watch The Rock's career with Matthew narrating his inner thoughts in that voice. Oh, the crowd is still chanting <laughs> Rocky. Better put that down again. <laughs> I need to see a rock match with you narrating it from his okay. mind. It's coming to the end of the promo now, but I tilt my head <laughs> like that so the crowd knows something's good. Something good is going to come out of my mouth. Yeah. What went through the rocks of my Matthew when he first did the la 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 <laughs> You know what? I need another floor in my house. So I need to sell another few million shirts to get that out. Because I don't want to ruin my credit. Oh, Jabroni Marks in the crowd tonight. Better get a new catchphrase over. That's right. Me? You, Al Snow, tonight. You're going <laughs> to smell. That's right. Do you think the first time he did the smell of the alert, do you think he was a bit nervous? Do you think he thought this might make me look really silly? Might not pay off? The Rock, if anybody else did what The Rock was doing, it would be like, oh, it's mm. just the right amount of coolness, the right amount of seamless. As me and Tom are finding out, every week ago, Mick Foley, The Rock doesn't give a insert name of an animal, insert a body part, insert a word about what you think and... If Seth Rollins said that nowadays, I go, oh God, who wrote that? So when Rain said suffering succotash, exactly, The Rock could probably do that. Mm. Suffering succotash, jabroni. Mm. He, could, he could pull it off. He wouldn't, he you know. Suffering succotash, you know. The best example of what we were speaking about earlier: the nerds writing the promos for Roman Reigns. Because now look at Roman. Now look at him. 
Yeah. You're not telling me some some little nerd backstage with a pencil's putting those <laughs> words in his mouth. That's straight from the heart, the really cool heart of Roman Reigns. Yeah. Hey, hey, right, read this. What? What? Read this, Mister Roman Reigns. What? Give me that. <laughs> Hickory Dickory Doc, Baron <laughs> Corbin, I'm going to clean your clock. I'm not reading this. I'm not. Oh, come on. I'm there painting was, Nah. There was a New Day promo where they told a, where Big E told a crap joke and then just so underrated. Like, no one really caught it at first, where he just went, blah, 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 blah. I didn't write that. He just said that straight <laughs> after the punchline. Yeah. Big E's cool. I was going to say he's up the there for cool, the cool He's cats. able, again, he's, almost, he's got the rock thing of, he says a lot of dumb stuff, but he says it so well. Mm. and he's respected and he's liked. And I think when you get that level of respect and people liking you, you can say a lot of stupid stuff. And he got away with, oh. I mean, he's, he's done like, so we know five-star matches, could be two men slabbing beef. Oh, and that was, I mean, that wasn't even like a promo anyway. It was just him talking with a new day. And then the thing about Sami Zayn, he's got to build real estate in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and I, if I did it, people like Matthew, what are you doing? But Big E doing it, something else. Yeah, God, that's quite a few. That's quite a few cool cats. Yeah. We know cool people. Yeah, we do. Carol Baskin. <laughs> no, Carol Baskin's not no. cool. <laughs> not at all. Not in the slightest. <laughs> I think the coolest person on that documentary was the um, the guy, one of his ex husbands, who was just he turned his life around on that. I thought he was all right. Quite a nice man. The, the skin, oh, Joe Exotics. Yeah, yeah, not not wrestling. One of Carol Baskin's ex-husbands who turned that life around. I was going to say, yeah, we, we know what happened to one of them. <laughs> not, him, not him, not him. God, how long ago? That was a year ago now, Tiger King. Yeah. That's when it was like, oh, no, stuck inside for a month. Oh, new Netflix documentary. This will mm. be fine. It'll be over soon. And it's like, oh, no. Uh, oh, no, I have to stay inside and listen to the Cultaholic Wrestling <laughs> Podcast every week coming into your ears. Ross, what have you got for us on tap this week, pal? Um, Nout, I am at the. T- I'm hoping it doesn't get cancelled, but at the time, I'm I'm recording a, a straight to hell on Monday. I'm not going to say who it is, just in case they pull out, because that always happens and it's it's frustrating. So please stay around. But uh, yeah, it'll be a straight to hell on the channel, all going well on Tuesday. But uh, apart from that, I've got Nout. I'll be streaming FIFA on Sunday as well on Twitch.tv forward slash Cultaholic. Jack. Uh, Cultaholic FC have been promoted but next week we have the end of season awards and a few of the last games of the season to wrap up as well so join in if you want to vote on player of the season, liability of the season we've got some funny ones as well Uh, and that's on 6pm on Wednesday on Twitch as well so cool Matthew, lovely and I will also be streaming 6pm BST I used to say EST, that's wrong now No, BST now Matthew uh, where I definitely will definitely be not logging in as Adam Pacitti as The Last of Us Part 2 or whatever it was that I went in because I didn't change the stream manager details and I had several hundred people go, <laughs> that's not Adam Pacitti, that's the other one. Uh, Bye. And who can blame quality. you? Yeah, total mess up. Complete that's stupid class. me. Yeah. I love that. It's like, well, there's <laughs> a lot of people. Re- oh, no. <laughs> the chat was going crazy. It's like, like summit's happened. And uh, yeah, but we beat Silent Hill, and uh, that was great. I got the worst possible ending, and people are like, "Wait, didn't you get the thing from the dude?" I'm like, "Who are you talking about?" Oh, as in I'm like, like, no, Matthew, that game you've been playing for weeks. Who? <laughs> Where? What are you on about? How many? So it'll be a brand there? new start to a brand new, hopefully episodic, 
probably PlayStation 1 game. But I'm going to keep it secret. Because, one, I want you to be able to watch. And two, I want to make sure it works on my PC. So, all that to look forward to on Cultaholic. No, sorry, twitch.tv slash Cultaholic. But until then, we bid you adieu. You can, of course, go to patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic and place your bets on one of those three fantastic picks. And send us whatever's on your mind to mailbag at Cultaholic.com. But for now, I've been Matthew, it's been Ross, Jack. You've been amazing. We're going to end the show by putting our hands up to the screen and going the famous expression, one, two, three, join us. Join us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.